Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I'm your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this snowy Saturday, January 7th, playoff, NFL playoff wild card weekend. Big weekend ahead in the NFL. We're going to be doing a lot of NFL today. We'll be talking PDV. He'll be joining us at 1030. We're going to be going over all the NFL playoff games this weekend, making predictions, doing injuries and just breaking down each game, so that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be at 10.30 with PDV calls in. Also going to be with Pete, be talking about the Alabama-Clemson game Monday, the, the big football championship game, so that should be uh, a lot of fun breaking that down as well. as a rematch from last year's national championship game this year, Alabama-Clemson. So last year we had, a, you know, anybody who's seen the game last year was a classic last year, so we're hoping for another one this year. And uh, it was 45-40 last year, so we're hoping uh, to have another good game here. And I think Clemson got a shot. I think, you know, Alabama got the rookie quarterback. I think if Clemson could play defense like they played against Ohio State, they definitely got a shot. But, I mean, obviously Alabama is the overwhelming favorite in this game. But, hey, you never know. That's why they play the game. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, we're also going to be doing some uh, NBA. We got – you know, there was a trade this week. Kyle Corver traded to the Cavaliers from the Hawks. So, trying to, still trying to figure this one out. And I understand where the Hawks are coming from as far as they don't want to lose him for nothing. He's 35. He's going to be 36 years old. And, uh, but, I mean, the Hawks are in first place in their division. Fourth in the East, only a game out of third in the East. And it's been, you know, they got a first-round pick, Doug Levy and Mo Williams. Listen. Corbett's not the player he was. He's a great shooter. Listen, he's going to do great in Cleveland because Cleveland, you know, with LeBron, you're going to get open shots, and Corbett's going to hit open shots. With the Hawks, listen, he had his games, big games. He's been a great three-point shooter for them over the last five years. In the playoffs, he did seem to disappear. He couldn't get any shots off. He got locked down in playoffs. You know, so against Cleveland this year, he was like 0 for 3, 1 for 4. Like, he couldn't get any shots off. Listen, I'm not for the trade because they traded him to Cleveland more than anything. One, he was great in the clubhouse. And two, now what's this mean? Are they going to – I mean, here you got a team in first place, fourth in the East. I mean, what's going on here? Are you going to start trading other players? Was this just one guy who had a first rounder for him? Obviously, nobody else wanted to give a first rounder buck Cleveland or they would have traded him somewhere else. I just – my only point with that is that they traded him somewhere besides 
Cleveland. Like, why would you trade him to Cleveland? It's the team you're trying to beat. Obviously, they're probably not going to beat. I don't think anybody's going to beat them except maybe Golden State, probably have Cleveland Golden State again. It's just to give him to Cleveland, I don't know. That's kind of what stopped me a little. But, hey, the business, that's the way it goes. He was playing 15 minutes a night, so he wasn't a big part of their rotation anymore. And they got good young players. But it was a question why they would trade him to the Cavaliers of all teams. So, but we'll talk some NBA late. I also want to got a few other things to talk about in the NBA, so we'll go through that. We'll do some NHL as well, obviously some baseball as well. See what's going on in the hot stove. Really been pretty quiet in the hot stove. So, you know, it's a couple of little signings, but nothing major. No major rumors. Mets still doing nothing, not looking to spend any more money, looking for bargain bins. Uh, signings. The Yankees sitting back, maybe looking for Jose Quintana in a trade with the White Sox. So that's something we'll, we'll keep an eye on as well. And just uh, obviously open forum for anything anybody wants to talk about, 718-508-9883. And uh, so it's an open phone for anything today. We'll, you know, we're basically discussing obviously it's going to be a lot of playoff talk today. And then uh, and, and, you know, and some college football. And, then, you know, we're going to mix in some other stuff as the show goes on. So definitely uh, tune in and definitely call in. Let's talk some sports today. I mean, you know, I want to start off the show with, and go, go back to some one of my Mojo's opening rant. I got a couple of rants this morning, all right? My first rant is on the all-star voting in the NBA. I mean, if it gets... Listen, I know they're changing it starting next year. Thank God they're going to get the players and the coaches involved more in picking the All-Star starters because, I mean, anybody who's seen the All-Star starters for this week, it's a disgrace, okay? Zaza Pajula is starting in the All-Star game right now. A guy who's averaging five points and, like, four rebounds a game. He's starting in the All-Star game, and this is what's wrong with the fan voting. Okay, because Golden State's a great team, and they have all these fans going to all these games, and they're just all voting for their favorite player, their players on their own team, and it's it's disgraceful how this guy. So right now, you would have Saza Pajula in the All Star game over Anthony Davis, starting over Anthony Davis, over Draymond Green. I'm just naming a couple. Boogie Cousins. I mean, so you have you have Saza Pajula starting over these guys. I mean, that's a disgrace to me. The complete utter disgrace to the, the fullest. And this is what's wrong with the NBA. This is what's wrong with all all-star voting in all sports. And I've said it. I know, You heard me rant about this in baseball season. That baseball, those people starting at you. It, it's become a joke. I mean, how can you have Zaza Pajula starting in the all-star game? How can Russell Westbrook not be starting in the all-star game? That's averaging a triple-double. He's at, nobody's done that since Oscar Robinson. He's got averaging a triple double, and he's not starting in the All Star game. It's a disgrace. It truly is. If something needs to get done. That, that you know, the West has Curry, Harden. Listen, they're both they're all having great years, but you can't tell me as great as everybody loves Curry. Curry's not as good as Westbrook, and he's not having as good of a year as Westbrook. So, you know, there's something wrong here with the, the voting. You want to say that one? Okay, but Zaza Pajula should never ever be starting. The guy shouldn't even be attending an all-star game. Never, you know, even if, even in sitting in the crowd, never mind uh, playing in it. In the East, you have LeBron James, the Greek freak, and Kevin Love. 
in the front court right now is the three starters, and Joel Emblin is not far behind on the list. Emblin's first sixer yesterday since Allen Iverson to score four straight, five straight games with 23 points in a row or, or more. All right, Kyrie Irving and uh, Dwayne Wade are the starters. There's another one, Dwayne Wade starting in the all thing, and I, obviously he's getting it because of his name, but you got a guy like DeMar DeRozan. I mean, so it, it – it's becoming an issue, and they need. Thank God they finally, they're finally doing something about it. I mean, Isaiah Thomas having a great year. Kyle Lowry. I mean, John Wall. You got. So how how is, you know, some of these guys. I mean, then you got in the East. You got for the Knicks fans. You got Carmelo's fifth, and Porzingis is seventh. They don't look like they would get in. I mean, then you never know. Pending late run, but. In the West, the guards, like I said, Curry and Harden. So, I mean, you have Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, Williams. You have a lot of top guards there on the outside. And then, like I said, Zaza Bajula starting over. Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Boogie Cousins, Towns, Aldridge, Blake Griffin. Well, he's been hurt. But Mark is all. So, like, he has second vote. He's the second highest vote getter behind Durant as far as forwards in the West. I mean, that's a joke. It literally is a joke. So, I'm glad the NBA has changed this around. And uh, I look forward to next year having the real people who really deserve to be in the All-Star game actually in the game. So that's one rant. And then my other rant is on this whole giant boat ride, you know, the giant receivers going on the boat. What's the big deal? It's ridiculous. And they keep hopping on these things like, you know, I can understand them making a big deal about what happened the next day when there's the video of drugs being passed around. So then you start being, cause like, hopefully, you know, nobody did nothing. I don't think they did. I don't think they'd be stupid enough, I mean, the week before the playoff. But, like, it's just amazing. Like, these guys off day, they could do whatever they want. They don't need to sit at home with their hands crossed. I mean, you know, these are grown men here. They don't need to sit home on their days off. If they want to go do something on their day off, there's nothing wrong with it. If they would have went out in New York, nobody would say anything. Back if they went to Miami, it was a big deal. I mean, give me a break. What if they come and they show up to work on Tuesday? Who cares what they did on their off day? What if they didn't do anything illegal? And I don't think they did. I mean, Jesus Christ, I think the worst thing they did was pose for pictures without shirts on. That was the, they were, you know, that was, the, that was the big thing to me. But Jesus Christ, cut him a break. I mean, it don't matter. And it has nothing to do with the Giants. It still has to do with Beckham. He's a, he's a lightning rod. Everybody just wants to find something. And, and like, just let that guy live his life. Jesus Christ. It's like out of control everything these guys do. You know, with ESPN reporting LeBron James went to the bathroom. I mean, come on now. Like, you know, enough. Let the guys, all right, party. It's just a stupid, first of all, they are stupid. I mean, who goes to party? You're partying with Justin Bieber and Johnny Manziel. I mean, why would you go anywhere near Johnny Manziel, first of all? And Justin Bieber's a, a, a little jack-off, to be honest with you. So, I mean, these are the people you should be going at. And then I think Justin Bieber, the funny thing I got to say is Justin Bieber taking shots at Ronda Rousey after a loss. And he's only defending his boyfriend, Floyd Mayweather, that, you know, works out with him. Because she said years ago, remember, the whole Mayweather-Rousey hype? But, I mean, really, blow up, Justin Bieber. First of all, if you ever, I, Ronda Rousey would, I, I guarantee Ronda Rousey would beat up, uh, would beat Justin Bieber if they ever fought. I mean, come on now. 
Justin Bieber. But cut the giant guys a break. They went out. You know, there's supposed to be a video surface of Sterling Shepard turning down uh, some kind of uh, span substance, saying, "We don't. I, I'm an NFL player. I can't do that." And then the rapper who was with them was smoking weed in the background. Listen. If they did something like that, then they're completely wrong. If they just went out to hang out and have a good time and they're on a boat, who cares? I mean, these, these players do what they want when they're, when they're not at work. I mean, just like you and me, if we're not at work. not saying we don't go party and everything. We don't have that type of money. But, Jesus, I mean, like everything these guys do, it's a big deal. So now if the Giants lose, they'll use this as an Like, you know, the media, the fans, because, you know, the fans – complain about everything. Oh, every time you lose, oh, it's the play, this one, the play call, and, or, or this one sucks, or this. Like, some teams just lose. I mean, it don't always come down to play call. And it's that. Sometimes teams just get outplayed. I mean, you know, if the Giants lose this week, it has nothing to do with their wide receivers going on a boat last week. So, I mean, come on now. You know, it gets a little crazy, you know, when they – the media with this crap. I mean, it's just nonstop. It's over and over the same stuff. You know, let the guy live his life, Jesus. So I just wanted to do a little rant on that. <laughs> so, like I said, as as we get into NFL Wild Card Weekend, we have some great games ahead. It starts today. We have Houston at Oakland today. So, like I said, when Pete comes on, we're going to break these games down fully. But you got Houston and Oakland. Obviously, you have Connor Cook making his first start as a rookie playoff quarterback. So that's going to be interesting. You got Osweiler starting for Houston today. So we'll see if he can get it going. Listen, the Raiders had a great year without Carr. We're going to see if they can keep going. I mean, this is a tough game, obviously, on the road without their MVP candidate, you know. So that's at 435 on ESPN and Channel 7 today. Then at 815 on NBC tonight, you have the Lions and the Seahawks tonight. I really like the Seahawks a lot in this game. I don't see how they're going to lose at home in this game. Detroit really hasn't proven they can win a game like this on the road. So we'll see what happens there. And then tomorrow at 1 o'clock on CBS, Miami at Pittsburgh. Miami's no Tannen Hill, so Matt Moore will you know, he's been the backup. He's been quarterback in the last three weeks. He's been a quarterback in this game as well. Tannehill's just not ready. They said he's made progress. Sounds They sound a little optimistic that if Miami happens to pull an upset this week, that he, that they could get him in there next week, Tannehill. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on. And uh, But, you know, obviously they got to win this game. And, you know, Pittsburgh's first first game, career, playoff game with the three killer bees in it, so – it's going to be a tough task for Miami, but, you know, bad weather actually in this game, believe it or not, I think would favor Miami because it actually – listen, if it's 30-40, it would favor Pittsburgh. But the fact that it's going to be in the team, it's kind of – don't favor anybody that cold weather. And you know what? It actually kind of maybe slows up Pittsburgh's deep passing game with Miami's banged up secondary. That could actually benefit Miami a little bit. We'll see. Miami's got to pound the Giants. That's their only – they really do. They got to pound the running game, and hopefully it works like it did the first meeting when Miami beat them 30 to 15, and the Giant had over 200 yards rushing. So we'll see there. We'll get into that. And Giant, obviously, Giants package 440 on Fox tomorrow. Huge game, pretty 50-50 here. And you know, Green Bay at home. You know, can the Giants beat them again like they did the last two times they won their Super Bowl runs and winning Lambeau and Ken? 
Rodgers is playing unbelievable. I mean, the Packers ran the table like he said they were going to. And uh, obviously the Giants' defense is playing unbelievable. Can the playoff Eli show up? That's going to be the big question here. And, uh, you know, the Giants' defense, can they keep Green Bay under 20, 21 points or around that range? Because if Green Bay scores 24 or more, I don't think the Giants will win this game. So I think that's going to be a key to that game, and we'll get into that, obviously, with TDV. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. And then, obviously, New England, you have New England and Atlanta waiting in the wings for the winners to see who's going to, you know, who's going to, who's going to be the last team standing at the end of this in, in the Super Bowl. So it's, it's going to be interesting. And obviously everybody has New England pegged in already. Oh, New England, you know, they got a clear road. and Maybe Kansas City can upset them. You never know. Listen, a healthy Pittsburgh could beat them. Who, who says a, a team like Miami can't just go on a, you know, run? They happen. Miracles happen. Listen, in the play, that's the beauty of the playoffs. You got to play the game. Anything can happen. Either Detroit upset in Seattle. I don't think there's a chance, but it can happen because anything can happen. Raiders, Texans, to me, that's another toss-up game. So, obviously, New England waits to see who they play. They'll play if Miami happen to upset Pittsburgh. They'll play Miami. If not, they'll play the, the Oakland Texans winner. And Dallas the same. If Seattle wins, Dallas plays the Giant Green Bay winner and. Seattle would go to Atlanta. If Detroit wins, they would go to Dallas, and then see, and then uh, the Giants' Packer winner would go to Atlanta. So that's how that works out. They reseed in the second round, so that's how that would that will work out. And then uh, so, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all you know plays out. I mean, you have now also as well. While we wait for PDV to call in, and we'll do the you know we'll, we'll analyze the games more with Pete. I do want to say that. All right, so wait, I got actually. You know what? We're gonna take uh, we're gonna take a call, quick call here before Pete calls in. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I hear you. What's up? Good morning. Oh, okay. Good morning. I love your insight on football. Thank you. What's going on, my man? I, I love the thought of upsets. That's what makes sports great, right? That's what we all, not only, like what everybody roots for, right? Well, it's also why Las Vegas makes so much money, right? And the book you do. The favorites don't always win. Just because no, you're a better no, team doesn't mean you're the better team on that specific day. As, as they say, Stevie, that's why they put on the uniforms and play, right? Because they don't know what Well, that's what you were just saying. That's what you are just saying. I mean, you really don't know. And there's nothing more magical in sports when you get a team that's not supposed to, especially in a playoff situation, and they just get hot. Yeah. 
We've seen it happen. Nothing like it. We've seen it over and over and over again throughout (laughs) history. And and believe it or not, a six seed, a six seed's had a lot of success in the playoffs. A six seed. Well, that's that's the. I also think too. I also think too. Unlike fifteen, twenty, twenty-five years ago, where you could get your plays and there was no salary cap and. You know, you could really build a dynasty and keep yeah. players a lot longer. Today's game, there's not that much difference between the sixth seed and the second seed. No, no, you're right. Listen, anything could happen. That's why they play the games. And, you know, why can't Miami go into Pittsburgh and win a game today? Much, they against absolutely the can. much, much, much against the chagrin of Dr. A, the Pittsburgh fan. <laughs> well, I'm not a fan of either team. And I tell you, when I'm not a fan of either team, I always pull for the underdog. So, hope Miami does well today. There you go. I mean, my other thought is, you know, Oakland. What are your thoughts on Oakland? I mean, they, they haven't been successful in such a long time. Yeah, now they finally are, and they lose their quarterback, unfortunately. But I think this is a game that can still win. I think this is a winnable game still. I, I think this is a game the Raiders could possibly win. I mean, I'm still torn. I still haven't made my final decision on my pick for this game, but I think I'm trying to convince myself that the Raiders to win this game. Well, I'm actually rooting for Oakland. I just like the idea that a team that wasn't supposed to be that successful this year, even missing a key piece, the ball bounces in their direction. A key interception at a time. Maybe the quarterback plays a decent game. Keeps him in it, right? We've seen teams with great defenses survive with mediocre quarterbacks. We've seen them win Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. And Oakland has a pretty formidable defense. It's true. Led by Khalil Mack, who could be one of the best defensive players in the league. So let me... Let me ask you another thing on a different topic of football. What do you think about the Jets keeping Todd Bowles and McCagney? Are you happy with that? Well, anybody that doesn't know, I'm a Jets fan. So I've been waiting a very long time. I was born 1970, so I haven't seen them win a championship in my lifetime. I just heard about it. Um, <laughs> I just heard about we it. We kind of discussed this here. It's frustrating. We kind of discussed this last week. Hello? He's having technical difficulties with Padman. I think he sounded like he was on the on the go. Sounded like he was walking. But we'll see if he calls back. We're also going to have uh, PD joining us. Mojo? Yes. Yes. Right, so, All right. I think maybe so, since you were walking around, maybe, right? Maybe. So. Was he shoveling? So I, no, no, there's no snow. So, my my thought is as simple as this. Todd Bowles don't mind having a losing season. I don't mind winning three games because it happens sometimes. I don't like him losing the clubhouse. That, to me, is a huge problem. That, to me, shows the character yeah, that's, that's a red flag. The that's a red flag. I, I can't make that acceptable in any way in any sport you know it's one of the reasons I actually like Terry Collins because I think he does keep a 
pretty steady clubhouse. Whether you like them or not, you don't hear anything negative coming out of that clubhouse. Yeah. Even when they were a bad team four years ago. <clears throat> so veterans and, and uh, you know, rookie players alike. So my knock on Todd Bowles isn't the record. My knock on Todd Bowles isn't, you know, Fitzpatrick, because I think that was more management, not him. My knock on him is the team themselves, the locker room with the media, got way out of hand, and he didn't control it. It happened seven weeks ago. He didn't control it six weeks ago, five weeks ago, four weeks ago. They were chirping at each other every step of the way. Offense, defense, everybody. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, listen, they've even talked about it publicly, that the the locker room was fractured. And that's not good with a coach, because can a coach fix that? I don't know. When when the media gets involved and they say it's fractured, it's one thing. Sometimes that's not very believable, right? They say what they want to say for a story. But when we start hearing about players, about other players, and about coaches and this and that, and the coach says he's going to address it, and the next week the same thing happens, meaning he didn't address it, or the players don't care what he says, that to me is the biggest problem, not the record. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, listen, my whole thing with, with uh, Bowles, too, is with the fans, is that last year the Jets had a surprise year, right? Everybody yes. loved the guy. They were acting like he was the best coach in the league. I mean, yep. I remember people pulling up the radio and bragging about how great of a coach they got. And now they struggle, and now we get everybody's running them out of town. You have to look yeah, at, but to me, you have, you have to have some kind of continuity at some point. You can't just keep hiring and firing guys. You just can't. I mean, that, that's not I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but that's sports, especially sports in the New York market. You're the darling of the city if you do well. If you don't, you're not. The Asa got booed several times. One of my all-time favorite baseball players. Because he was, you know, one for 45. Right? Yeah. I mean, it happens. The point is, if you start winning, the city will embrace you again. And you winning over, no winning overrides everything, right? You could be no bigger than bigger in New York. Can't get any better. And for your fans, I have to say, Mojo yeah. called Fitzpatrick being a bum before they offered him and brought him back to the Jets. He said it was a big mistake bringing him back. He said his yeah, track record like doesn't show what he did last year. He's not worth the money. Move on. He's a bum. Well, once again, <laughs> you look like a genius. You look like a genius. However, I don't know if they had very, very many alternatives. Yeah. Well, they, listen, they thought coming off last year, they had high expectations, right? They thought they were definitely going to make the playoffs, they thought. You know, you know I, I got to say. But if, you're, if your track record, if your track record is mediocre at best, your track record is you don't do well in the cold. Your track record is you hit 10 home runs a year. Chances are you might have a little spurt. You might get lucky a little bit. You might have a good combination of schemes and 
you know, what, how you perform and be a little better. But eventually you're going back to your averages. That's just human nature. Very few people can rise above on a consistent basis at his age. There's not many Padavanos out there, you know? No, there's not many. Let me ask you a question. Where are, what are you doing right now? You sound like you're breathing heavy. What are you doing? I'm walking. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds like you're on the go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Look at his dedication. He's calling, walking in a snowstorm. Look at you. Is it snowing well, out by you? It's snowing pretty we have here. a game. We have a game in a little bit, so uh, I only had a short window to call, and obviously I need my fix. It's like tobacco or coffee or anything else. <laughs> Is it snowing hard by you? A bit, a bit. Yeah, a bit, enough to here. push it around. What? Yeah, yeah it's, snow, it's coming enough down time. over here, too. Well, I think south of me, which is you, supposed to get like four inches. Yeah. yeah it's about I don't three, know. Yeah, three, four inches today. I thought I was going to wake up to snow, and I didn't, but now it's, you know, a little bit. So we'll see. I don't know. Just hope it doesn't interrupt the games today. I hate uh, rescheduling. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. made themselves available, and you're rescheduling. You have to worry about people not being there, and it's just painful. Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, it's a pain. <laughs> and, and lastly, what do you, what now where we pass Ronda Rousey, what do you think she's going to do? Have we heard from her? I mean, she became like a recluse. Well, she said she's going to take some time to evaluate things. Listen, the only way she comes back, the only way she can come back right now is if she uh, if she gets a new trainer. She has to change her trainer. She can't she can't come in like she can't come in with this trainer, you know, like the same trainer. She was clearly unprepared the other day. And, uh, well, is she you know, unprepared so, or underskilled? Is she unprepared or underskilled? Yeah, I, no, I don't right. think she's on the scale. Listen, she listen. She transformed this whole UFC. I mean, for her, UFC is big, as big as it is because of her. She's one of the main reasons. Yeah, but you know what? She was, she's a grappler. She's a grappler, not a puncher. Two punches beat her. Well, that's what it is. The book, the book was out on her, right? The book is was she, out on is her. Is she, right? is she able to punch with those good punches? I don't know. She just might not be able. Well, that's to. what it was. The book was out on her after the Holly Holm fight that she can't. That because Holly Holm was a great boxer. <laughs> And that she and she and that was the book on her, and that's what Amanda Nunes did too. She made sure there wasn't going to be no grappling, and she just literally teed off on him. It was like target fire. So, so the question is, maybe she did train for boxing, and just don't have the boxing skills to do it. Yeah, listen, not everybody could do those things. Maybe she's her style of fight is her style of fight, right? And she can't, she can't do those absolutely things, you know. Absolutely, that's a big. So. That's a big deal. That's a big, it is. It's a big deal. It's great. So, but, you lastly, know. any any word on the match? Because I have to jump. No, no, nothing going on with the match. And, uh, you know, it's so Hogan, sad. Hogan being bottom feeding. That's what's going on with the match at this point. It's so sad that I fully expect to get a call pretty soon to be a seventh inning relief guy. That's a, they They could use you right now. I mean, really, it's... I mean, it's amazing that they won't spend a dime on a relief pitcher. It really is. And it's obvious to everybody. They don't need to spend a tremendous amount of money either. 
They really don't. If you probably look go at, get um, you got to get somebody. I mean, Jesus. If you it's, look it's, at the pictures it's, that it's, are going it's, out it's, now, it's comical actually. If you look at it, like wow. they come out and they try to tell you how much they want to win, but meanwhile they don't do with you know. To, to me, I don't care. People, some, some, you know, you got those Tom Tom Homer Mets fans that are like, "What do you mean we paid Cespedes and uh, we gave Walker seventeen? Yeah, you signed your own guys. You didn't get better. You know what the biggest problem? Still got to add to that. All you did was sign you know your own guys. The biggest players. problem here is right wow. salary compared to his production. That's the problem. Yeah. And Walker's salary is a problem too. They didn't need to give this guy seventeen million dollars when they have other no, options. No, not at all. Expect the base. Not at all. That's a bad move. They could have got production elsewhere. And a top setup guy for less than seventeen million, who makes them a better team. The fact that they're willing to—they're just willing to stick with Darno has nothing to do with their their faith in Darno. Strictly has to do with they don't want to pay leaders. I mean, that's really the finance, what yeah. So, well, we will see. Look, have a wonderful Saturday. Thank you. Enjoy. I will, buddy. I'll do this weekend. We'll see where we, where the Lady Panthers are in the standings. That's it. We'll talk on Monday. Yeah? Exactly. Have a great weekend, guys. You too, man. Enjoy. Padman calling in, talking about a variety of things, as always, on its way to his, uh, his basketball game. And now let me get in. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game, and how you play it. All about your throne, and if you can take it. All about your set, and if you can play it. It's all about pain, and who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy death, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your shoulders, ready to run Like a cleaning bitch from a smoking gun I am the game, and I may lose So move on out, you can die like a fool Trying to figure out what my mood's gonna be Come on over, son, oh, why don't you ask me don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play What's up, Petey? What's going on? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. How's, how you doing? How's the snow out there at Staten Island? Uh, it's coming down pretty hard. Yeah. Perfect day to just sit in and watch ball, right? Yeah. If that's what you're going to call it, yeah. Hey, listen, we're in it. You're in it. We're in it, right? You got to do Now we're in it. Now let's see what happens, right? So we're gonna uh, jump into play. Sorry, we're gonna jump into playoffs in a minute. We're gonna have we we're gonna start breaking down the games, and then we're gonna have a couple of callers calling in. We're gonna have Allen call in during the Pittsburgh Miami talk as a Steeler fan. We're gonna have uh, Doodoo Brown calling in during the Giant Green Bay talk. 
So we're going to have a, a couple of calls this morning. Anybody else who wants to call in, 718-508-9883. And uh, before we get into the NFL, I wanted to just start off with you cause, so we could just touch on it a little. Is uh, The big game Monday night, Alabama and uh, Clemson. And, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on this game? I mean, does, do, you, do you give Clemson a, a good chance? Do you think, you know, any chance? What's, what's your, your feeling on this game? I mean, I wouldn't give them a good chance. I give them a chance, you know. I mean, I think it, I think it's definitely going to be a competitive game, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, Clem, I mean, Clemson. Uh, what, what a performance they put on, uh, you know, shutting out the Buckeyes. And uh, Alabama right? didn't look. Yeah, Alabama didn't look so great. I mean, at first halfway through the first half, I mean, I mean. I thought that uh, Washington actually had a pretty decent game plan, but then they just started turning the ball over. That turnover right before the half, uh, the pick six, was all. Uh, yeah, that was, was a big game. That was huge. What would you say, like in your mind, like what do you think of the big the big points of this game, like big matchups or big you know things that need you know that Clemson really needs to do to win this game. Well, I think the biggest matchup is the, the offensive line, the Clemson's offensive line versus Alabama's defensive line. I mean, Alabama has a has a um, you know, an old pro. I mean, uh, you know, an old pro at every, at, at basically at every position, and uh, you know, a first round pick, and it's uh, you know, if they can handle them up front, you know, and uh, and if the Sean Watson get, uh, I think if the Sean Watson can get eighty, eighty to one hundred yards rushing. I mean, I think uh, it, it, you know it bodes well for uh, Clemson because then they then they could run Garmin on their uh, you know create a little deception with their run game instead of it being just one dimensional with the running back. So I think that's big. You know, I also think um, you know I like I like I think Mike Williams is a is a is a matchup you want to take a, advantage of on uh, you know against anybody. I mean, even against Alabama. Well, so you know, I think, Humphrey, it looks like. Yeah, and, and then you got the um that tight end Clemson's tight end. I mean, Clemson has weapons. I mean, they could they could move the ball. I mean, but the only problem is that nobody really moves the ball against Alabama. So, yeah. you know, they have a shot. I mean, I think it's going to be a competitive game like it was last year. So maybe they learned something. I mean, I'm really rooting for uh, Clemson. I mean, you know, I don't want to, I want to see. I would like to see them win. You know, finish Me finish too. the deal. And, you know, last year they didn't have Mike Williams, you know what I mean? So that's, you know, a big, big addition for them for this game because, you know, they didn't have him enough. So that just gives them another weapon here for this game that they didn't have last year. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, like he's talking about the line, I think a big matchup is going to be Dexter Lawrence and Bradley Bozeman, the Alabama center against the Clemson defensive tackle. I think that could be it. Lawrence, you know, he's – He's actually been voted Pro Football Focus's first ever Rookie of the Year in college, and he's you know, and he stepped right in, you know, from for Clemson. He stepped right in as a true freshman to impact Clemson's defensive line. You know, few freshmen in history have done that. You know, so it's good to see that, and I think that's going to be a big matchup for the game as well. And I, I, I like you said, I think Sean Watson, obviously, you know, getting a lot, getting some yards on the ground is going to be key as well. And you know, pressure in the rookie quarterback. I mean, the freshman quarterback, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta make him try to throw on the run and try to force him into some mistakes. I mean, he's a true freshman playing in this big game, right? I mean, so you could rattle him a little. You never know what could happen. 
That's the problem, though. I mean, we've been saying I've been saying that every week of the season, when's he gonna have a, you know, his freshman his freshman uh, mistakes? But uh, even when he makes the mistakes, it seems like Alabama always finds a way to, you know, to make a play on defense or on special teams, and you know, and uh, you know, they're just a tough. They're just it's just gonna be a tough out. You know. Yeah. No. I, definitely. You're absolutely right. And then, you know, you had. Uh... I mean, like we were saying, Clemson just completely dismantled Ohio State. You know, it's the first time that he that he's ever been shut out in Ohio State, right? Like yeah, first time Urban he's ever Ma- been yeah. shut out in his career. Yeah, first time Urban Meyer Urban Meyer's been shut Urban out. Uh, yeah, Urban Meyer's been shut out in uh, in his career, and uh, also the first time uh, Ohio State's been shut out in. Uh, Bowl game, I think, since 1927 against Cal or something like that. It's wow. really crazy. Wow. Wow, that's a yeah, crazy so. stat. See your prediction here. And so you, I mean, obviously we both want Clemson to win, but is your heart, is, is your mind telling you Clemson is going to win too? I'm going to go Clemson in a, in a shootout, like 45-38. It was a shootout last year, and I'm going to pretty much predict that uh, it's going to be a shootout again. Yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, cause, uh, hopefully Clemson, uh, you know, finished the deal. Yeah, I mean, it's me picking with my heart. I mean, I, I, I look at Alabama, and all I see is, uh, you know, star after star, even on their depth chart, even their second, second and third string is a five-star recruit. So, you know, the thing is, Clemson's almost almost the same. They don't have the depth as, as that Alabama has, but they, you know, they have five star recruits across the board too. And I think they have the best player, you know, in Deshaun Watson. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. That the the best player is gonna you know win the game. And, and Clemson is five and one in their last six bowl games, with them the only loss coming last year in the national championship game, and a six and a half point underdog. Oklahoma was uh was two of those losses, so I know. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm going to pick Clemson with you. I think uh, I'm looking for the upset here too. I have a feeling that you know I don't think I feel they're going to stop Alabama here. I think uh, you know it's going to be a close game, probably like you said, high scoring. But I think uh, I think they got it. I think they got a legitimate shot here. I mean, I, you know, listen, the way they played against Ohio State, they definitely have a chance. I mean, they played an unbelievable game against Ohio State. And also the way the way Washington. I mean, they they weren't really that impressive. I mean, yeah, sure, it looks impressive, but you know, the kid turns the ball over with uh, two minutes left in the in the first half. You know, pick six. You know, that's 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 a huge momentum change. If you know, and I don't, I personally yeah. don't think Watch is going to be doing you know making mistakes like that. So yeah, I agree. And plus, you know. Also, the Lane Kiffin, you know, there's a little bit of a distraction going into this game with a new offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. So, and I've yeah, never and I seen even that heard one of the players. I even heard one of the players say, when they asked him, do you think your offense, you'll struggle with it or will be a little bit? He goes, we'll see. So, he wasn't even saying, no, we'll be fine. He just goes, we'll see. So, that's a whole other controversy. Lane Kiffin just loves controversy. Wherever he goes, there's controversy. This is really not his fault. I mean, you know, he's recruiting. I mean, it's not need to do, right? He's recruiting. So, yeah, I mean, he's the head coach of Florida, Florida FAU. I mean, and, you know, and it's, you know, it's, uh, 
No, he's got a job to do, and you know what? He, he could put. I don't think. I don't think this was a move that Saban had to make. I mean, I like continuity when it comes. You know, you this guy was just your offensive coordinator last week, and you won. You know, there was yeah. really no reason to move him out. I mean, it's probably Saban just being pissed at him. And, I mean, and also, even they didn't even bring Sarkeesian back into the program until like halfway into the season. He's not been there the whole year. I mean, I'm sure he's learned a lot, you know, and it's going to be a cohesive, uh, you know, transition. But, you know, it's not like this guy's been with the team all year. Yeah. No, you're right. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, that could, like you said, that could be a big factor here. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I just think Deshaun Watson wants, is going to win this game. I think he's going to. I, I think he's going to really put this on his shoulders and, and, and have a big game. I really expect it. I think Mike Williams is going to have a big game, too. So let me ask you, let me ask you on uh, some, just some other games from last week. When you talk about your Oklahoma games, Oklahoma handled Auburn pretty easy, right? Especially after Auburn's quarterback went down. So that, that ended up being yeah. uh, and I'll tell you, Mayfield's really come along, right? After the slow start to the year and everything, he's really turned into a pretty good, uh, you know, really good quarterback. You know, I, you know, you know what I don't like about Mayfield? He's too emotional on the field. I mean, he talks, he talks crap with the other team. You know, he's he's always he's always um, he's always getting himself in trouble. You know, with, uh, you know, he, he, I, I think he may have even had a celebration penalty. I mean. He's just too emotional to be, you know, to be a quarterback. To be, he's a good college quarterback. I wouldn't be. He's staying in school. He's one of the few. He's one as Oklahoma, as you probably know now. The, the Oklahoma lost both of their starting, both of their thousand yard running backs. Uh, both declared for the draft. Joe Mixon and Samaje P. Ryan. So yeah. yeah, I mean, they're gonna need him. They're gonna need him to, to to for next year to you know to to lead the offense. He's not gonna have those two horses to give the ball to anymore. Yeah, that also puts a question about Joe Mixon. Do you think? Do you think? Because uh, there's not as been talked as the whole incident that you know, teams might keep him off their draft board because of that whole punching incident with the girl. I mean, what do you think? Oh, I hope so. Think? I hope so. The Raiders, if the Raiders could draft him in the fifth round, I'd take him. Any team. He's a first round talent to me. He's yeah. To me, he's the yeah, best. Uh, he's, 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 the best now, he's the second. He's the second best offensive player I've seen in Oklahoma after after uh, Peterson. So I mean. You know, it's it's just you know they're gonna take them off the board. It's silly for something that happened two years ago. Uh, Stoops kicked them off the team, and if he wasn't being, and if he, and if he wasn't, uh, if he wasn't, if he wasn't a good kid, and you know, and, and showed, uh, he almost actually he almost transferred after 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 uh, Stoops kicked them off the team. He was talking of them going uh going to Oregon. But uh, anyway, he stayed with the team, and uh, you know, and he's hasn't had a problem since. Had a little issue with a parking ticket, but you know what? What a what yeah, that, what twenty year old? Uh, yeah, really. You know, yeah. be defiant to authority. But uh, other than that, yeah. you know, and if you see the video, I'm not saying he. You know what I'm going to say? The, the, the girl decided to the girl decided to get smacked, and she deserved to get smacked in the face. I'm sorry. You blow smoke. You blow smoke in some guy's face. You know, and when he asks you politely not to uh, do it, I'm sorry, you deserve it. I just think from his I'm point joking, of view, obviously. though, he's, he's – yeah, no, I know. From his point of view, he's got to know 
you just can't do things like that. But like you said, he's a young kid. He's a teenager. Probably at the time that happened, he made a stupid mistake. I don't think it should be held against him for the rest of his life, and that's the problem. You know what I mean? Like, so, but well, you know, listen, when we have the draft coming up and everything, we'll have plenty of time to break him down and see where he is, and we'll know more about where he's going to get picked, I'm sure, as we get closer to the draft, you know? So. I'm sure he has an idea, too, because if he was going to be a sixth-round draft pick, he probably would have stayed in, stayed in school another year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like you said, he's a first-round talent, so somebody's going to take him. Well, no, I mean, I won't say nobody's a first. I would never put a running back as a first-round talent. I didn't even, I didn't even have a – I still wouldn't draft – I still wouldn't draft Ezekiel Elliott in the first round, so <laughs> that's just me. Well, that's just the way football is now. It's a different sport now, right? So you don't have to, yeah. you know, it's, it's more. The interesting stat about the NFL is all eight teams this week playing, all eight running backs, it's their first time, first carry ever in a playoff game. So none of them have ever had a carry in a playoff game. I think that's a sick stat. All eight running backs, starting running backs. None of them's ever had a carry in the, in the Right? That's I crazy. I just look at the Raiders. The Raiders had about 1,700 yards rushing as a team, and they, I think their leader in rushing was uh, like 750 yards. Uh, Latavius Murray had 750 yards, and the, uh, everybody on the team had over 450 yards rushing. So they did it with three guys rushing yeah. the ball. So. That's the thing. You know, if you could use the right formula, it could work, you know. And what do you think, one more thing before we get into the NFL, what do you think of USC with uh, the quarterback in USC? What a game that was with Penn State, right? Yeah, Sam Donald, man. Uh, no, he's a pick next year, right? Uh, is he a, I, think he's, I think he's a freshman, but I'm not sure if he's a redshirt freshman. If he's a redshirt freshman, if, if he's a redshirt freshman uh, and he's going to be a redshirt sophomore next year, he'll probably declare for the draft. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're looking at a franchise quarterback, so yeah. You know, you look at our Andrew Luck type of talent. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure if, uh, if, luck, if he's luck for Cleveland, right? Yeah, Cleveland, if this guy would have been able to come out this year, they would have had their franchise quarterback finally, Cleveland, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, who knows? They're probably going to be in a position to draft them next year anyway. Want to hear another interesting stat? So Alabama and Clemson were first and second in the AP preseason poll. Since the college football title game was introduced in 98, only twice previously have the top two in the preseason poll met in the title game. In 2005, Texas beat USC, and in 2004, USC beat Oklahoma. And that, those are the only other times where the top two preseason teams actually met for the title, which is pretty crazy. Wow, it's crazy, yeah. All right, so now, as we move on, the NFL, wild card weekend. Big games here. We're going to start with your game, the first game of the day today, the Oakland at Houston. I mean, so now, here we are. How do you feel about Connor Cook in this game? Uh, I'm not feeling great, uh, but uh, I'm ha- I, d- I am happy that uh, that he did at least get, uh, you know, some playing time against a top defense, you know, to – you know, you you play on the road in Denver. You know that's always a, always an issue for a quarterback. So I'm not saying this is going to be a cake. You know, this is going to be a you know a slice of cake this game. But uh, you know, it's not going to be like playing in Denver. You know, against Denver's defense. So 
Yeah. Although, uh, you know, the Texans, you know, the Texans do have a great, a pretty good defense, but it's not Denver. And you know, I also like yeah. that. I also like they played them once this year, and they kind of know how to game plan against them. Yeah, and I tell you, I, I think it was big for Connor Cook to go up against a defense like Denver because it kind of, you know, you know, got him a little ready. Plus, you know, like you said, Denver's a tough place to go and win a game anyway. I mean, we both picked Denver last week, me and you. You know, so we both, you know, we know how tough of a place it was going to be for him to go in and win last week. Houston, listen, you know, just I, think I think about that game to win this game. Right, well. Yeah, well, I mean, when you got Brock Osweiler on the other side of the ball, I mean, you know, it's you know, it's a possibility. You know, one thing about the game last week, you know, the the guy Talib ripping off a uh, crab cheese chain, you know, it's easy to see why he got shot in the off season because he's a he's a thug in a low life. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not a big Talib guy. I think Talib's a complete low life myself. I agree. Yeah, and uh, off the guy's dirty, dirty boy. He did it on purpose, and he, and he laughed about it, you know. The NFL NFL will find somebody for wearing their socks too high, but they they, they did have a slap on the wrist to this guy. for He ripped off his chain like a thug. Yeah, yeah. Jarvis Landry got a 48, two fines for 48,000. Uh, celebrating a touchdown. What did he do? I mean, for a he celebration? Took he took his helmet off, and they're saying he grabbed his crotch or something. I didn't see that part oh, of it. I, I did see him. I think I did see him slam his helmet on the floor. I did see that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They find the, I was I, I saw the fight. I was like, this guy just got fined fifty thousand dollars for what? And I, I did not yeah, even really. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's dumb. And they had a low life like uh, Talib uh, ripping a guy's chain off and laughing about it and getting nothing and getting away with it. Yeah. Get up. You got a two thousand. You got a three thousand dollar fine. Oh, did he get three thousand? But still, three thousand. Yeah, he, he ripped somebody's helmet off the head. He got three thousand. Another guy just took his helmet off and celebrated touchdown. He got forty-eight thousand. I mean, it makes no freaking sense at all. It really don't. Probably the probably the Elway factor. Always a mutt. It'll always be a mutt. So what do you think? So what do you think? What's your prediction here? I so Lamar Miller Miller's gonna play, right? Lamar Miller's playing. Yeah, I actually think that the Raiders got lucky by losing the game, because if they win, they're probably going to get the same matchup anyway that they would have got if they had the week off. So I mean, I don't know. I think they can they can build momentum. I think they can win this game. Uh, you know, you know, Connor Cook could uh, he actually he actually showed me something. You know, he he didn't play so bad. Connor Cook, he looked pretty accurate with the ball. You know, he has, he has a pretty good arm. You know, and it was uh, it was good that he got some uh, some some experience. You know, and it, you know, obviously, you know, Derek, he's not Derek Carr, at least not yet. But um, you know, I think they have a, I think they could can win this game. I think they I think they're gonna win the game. But uh, you know, I like the matchup. I think they got to get him going. Get him going with some some screens, you know. Get him some confidence. Get him comfortable. Throw a few early screens, you know. Maybe hit a, a big play on a screen or something, and then then try a couple of deep balls, and then you never know, right? I mean that that's the way I look at it. I think Oswalder could actually cost the Texans the game more than anything. I, I think that's why I really think the Raiders defense could win this game. I, I think I think if Matt puts the pressure, 
and their secondary, they get a couple of turnovers. I, I really, I mean, listen, we know Osweiler is turnover prone. If they could force a couple of turnovers, uh, you know, you know, one guy, I heard one guy predict that Oakland won't score a point, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, you know, Oakland's going to score. I mean, that guy is a- yeah, what's Houston? It's the Ravens. It's true, but uh, you know they do have a good defense. They do have no, a good defense, do. you know. But uh, you know they had that same good defense. The Raiders, the Raiders pretty much carved them up in Mexico City. So, you know, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I know it was Derek Carr, but you know, that same defense you know, they, carved up by Tennessee last week with a backup quarterback. I mean. That's true, right? And, you know, so. and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know he was questionable, but it's really important for me to see Carl Joseph. I know they, I, the Raiders probably held them out because you know precautionary the last couple of weeks because of uh, they didn't want him to really you know to get seriously injured. But it's important for me to see one of my young you know my young players get some playoff experience. And uh, uh, you know I, I, I like to see Carl Joseph. Uh, if he plays, he's going to have a good game because every game he plays, he has a good game. So. Um, it's really important for me to see that, and you know, and the rest of the young ladies. <laughs> anybody, anybody listens to the show weekly, they've heard they've heard Joseph's name mentioned a lot by PD Radio. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, even uh, even going even back to the, the, draft. the draft before the draft, we heard his name a lot. So, so I'm gonna. It's just not a lot. I, I think Oakland's gonna. I'm gonna pick Oakland too. I think I they're think gonna I, win I, the game seven. 17-13 is my final score. Yeah, I was going to say something like that. 20-16, to 17-10, something like that. I could see that, too. Like I said, we're both, we're both taking Oakland in, in that game. I just think I think Oakland's defense is going to win this game. I have no confidence in Osweiler. You know, is, is yeah, all of a sudden Osweiler going to start clicking with DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, is it going to happen all of a sudden? It didn't happen all year, right? I mean, so... And we all know you had Hopkins in fantasy. He killed you. It killed you this year, right? Because of him, right? So, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for my genius, I wouldn't have made the playoffs. I, I, I you know. Yeah. I, so, but, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think he finally found a little bit of a connection with him last week. But you know what? That's you know against Tennessee and there. You know, well, not that the Raiders uh, have a great deal. You're secondary, but that's against Tennessee, who is really hurt. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is, uh, you know, wasn't playing for anything either at that point. Right? So they, they pretty much had given up their year. So, uh, you know, with obviously Mariotta's injury, but, you know, they were out of it anyway. So, All right, so we both, we're both going to take Oakland in the first game. And then, obviously, the night game is Detroit at Seattle. I, I don't see how it, I don't see how Seattle won't win this game at home. I mean, I know they haven't played great all year. You know, they've been pretty inconsistent all year, but I, I, Detroit hasn't proven to me ever that they can go on the road and win a game like that. Yeah, I mean, I think – I'm not sure what the forecast is, but I did see rain, and I did hear about a big snowstorm that's hitting the West Coast. So I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like, but, um, you know, I don't think it matters. The only way Detroit – I can see Detroit winning a game is if Matt, Matt Stafford – you know, Matthew Stafford just says – we're not losing, and you know, and he has one of those games. But you know what? Seattle's defense is top notch. They're played at home, which is a huge advantage. And you know, uh, yeah. And Russell Wilson is his win. I mean, he's uh, one of the top. It was one of the top. He's one of the top franchise quarterbacks in football. 
I mean, all the guy's done is win in college and in the pros. So, you know, uh, it's hard for me. I'm not going to pick against them. Uh, you know what? No. Detroit, after their little run, you know, the the nice little run they had during the middle of the season, they, they've been pretty average. And listen, it's been a great year for Detroit. Nobody expected them in the playoffs, right? I mean, so they've had a very – Matt Staff has had a great year. And, and, you know, since he hurt his finger a few weeks ago, he, uh, to me, he's been a little off since he hurt his finger. He hasn't been the same. But, uh, you know, I, I this, this is a tough task to go into Seattle that they, you know, really never lose at home. And to try to beat them, I don't know. Now, obviously, Earl Thomas out is a big loss for Seattle, but I, I think they can overcome that in this game. I, I think, uh, you know, what Wilson, you know, Wilson could, you know, be a factor with his legs, and Wilson knows how to win these games. He's proven he can win these games. So, I think Seattle wins fairly easy. You know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, also yeah. about the. Uh, about the loss in the secondary, they've had a couple of weeks to adjust to it. So, you know what? It's not like they just lost them last week, Earl Thomas. Yeah. And, they're, you know, they're, you know, neither team – I mean, which team is going to be able to run the football, right? Because neither team has shown, you know, they can run much this year. And, you know, so that's going to be another factor. Who, who's going to be able to – who can establish a running game, especially if the conditions are bad? You know, somebody's going to need to establish the running game. And I think – Seattle would probably be a little more equipped to, to run the ball in this game. I just think at, at the crowd noise is going to be a big factor as well. And Detroit, yeah, it always you know, is Seattle. And, you know, Seattle does have a weak offensive line. That's the one thing that Detroit can try to expose if they can get pressure. But that's, a, that's going to, to me, be the factor. But I'm looking at, like, the 31 foot. And I know Seattle has scored a lot of points this year, but – I think this is a game they might really open it up on Detroit. And it could be a couple of defensive scores, maybe even a defensive score in there wouldn't shock me. And now Seattle signing Devin Hester off, off, the, off the retirement scrap heap after he was released last week. So Seattle trying to add a little special teams pop, hoping to get a big play. But, you know, this ain't Hester from 10 years ago, though. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you really throw it all your, you know, taking a big chance there, but I guess, listen, he ain't going to hurt them, right? I mean, the worst case scenario, he'll come in and fair catch a few balls, so I don't think he'll really hurt them, but I don't think you could expect your Hester of old either. You know, obviously, he wouldn't have been released if he was, so. But yeah, yeah I, but you I, know I, what? He's, he's, an adequate, he's an adequate replacement for Lockett. You know, losing Lockett was a big yeah. was a big loss for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, what's your, what's your final prediction on this game? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they uh, they they win twenty seven ten you know not close. Yeah, I think this one could be over early. I, I really do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle jumps on them early and just pounds in on them at that point. I yeah. I think if Detroit had if they, I think if their running back situation was uh if they had their starting running backs you know in a full backfield. You know, in Detroit, they do have a good offensive line. They have three first-rounders and two second-rounders on that first on that line. But, uh, you know, I just can't see them doing it, you know, with, the, with their fourth-string running back. If they, you know, if, yeah. they, had their, if they, they had their full full stable of running backs, yeah, I mean, it's a possible upset alert, you know, if they could run the ball for 180 yards or something like that. But, you know, they, they haven't been able to run the ball. I mean, and they even lost their pa- pass-catching running back. Too. I mean, uh, so yeah, it's 
not looking good. Like I said, the only chance they have is if, if Matthew Stafford puts a team on his back and says we're not losing. But uh, <laughs> even with that, you've still got Russell Wilson on the other sideline. So. Yeah, people are talking like they don't have as good as uh, defense Seattle, but you know what? They're still second in the league in points, you know, allowed. And remain a for- to me, they remain a force, you know? Right, before we get into the Sunday games, I got we got a call here. I'm going to check who this is. Hello, you're on the Mojo Sports Show. Hello. Hey, guys, this is Magic Mike. How are you? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's going on? Well, the Bills preview for the playoff game. What happened? What happened? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Listen, Mike, we only had, had playoff teams fans call it, uh, this weekend. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what did you say? How the Bills? How the Bills looking for the play? How the Bills looking for the playoffs? I'll tell you, the Bills right now are looking for a new head coach, and they're also probably looking for a new quarterback because uh, you know Terry Pagula wants things done, and he doesn't want to wait around. So uh, that's how things are looking. Looking a little bit, you know what he's looking? He's looking a little bit like Al Davis. That's what he's looking. You know, but I'll tell you what though. You guys, you guys are in the playoffs, and I'm happy for all your team, your teams. But you know what? You never know; lights could be out for you too. Um, so don't get too cocky, brother, because your day is gonna come, and the Raiders are gonna go down. You never know. I mean, I hope not, but I have a lot of friends, like I always say, that are Raider Nation, and they're all, and they're complaining about their seed and everything. First of all, you guys, are, you guys are twelve and four. Be happy with what you got. Because the next minute you know it could be taken away, so that's all I gotta say about that, Pete. But go ahead, Anthony. Nobody's hey, taken away, taking nothing away. Yeah, but you know what though? It's gonna be. It, 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 if it's not today, it'll be tomorrow. My point is, don't be cocky, because if you ain't got the stuff to back it up, then well, Mike, the, Mike, that's your team, right? Mike. I'm saying that's your team. Wait, hold on, that's your team, and I got it. But you know what? When it comes to when it comes to the playoffs, this is it. You guys have to you guys have to do what you got to do. Same thing with every other team out there. And and I make my picks just like on, you make your picks. I, I hate to break up your little sermon here for a second. Uh, I'm the most pessimistic Raider fan that you're ever gonna find. So I don't know what you're hearing well, about hockey. Hey, well, Mike. that's good. No, and I and I agree with Mike, you. Go ahead, Anthony. Mike, Go ahead. We're on the subject. We're on the subject of cockiness. In week four, when the Bills were three and one, man, you on this show were as cocky as it gets. Oh hey, yeah, no. Hey, listen, I'll admit it. I am cocky, but right, I am cocky. I I agree. We all could be cocky. No, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm just saying what it is. Like when we came on the show, the first thing he said was about the the playoffs. Because he made a little joke, and it is funny, and I agree with it. Just like I said, you know, I wonder if the, you know, what the Bills are doing this Sunday. You know, right now, you know, are they getting ready to clear the snow? You know what I'm saying? I am. I can. I can tell you right now, there's the time to be cocky, and there's a time not. And like I said, I was the cockiest person, but then reality set in for me, just like reality's gonna set in for you, Pete. And you know what? I, I, I'm a big reality set in. I lost one of the best well, quarterbacks. I'm a big Raiders support. Hey, listen, listen I'm a big Raiders supporter. They just lost the best, maybe the MVP in the league they just lost. I mean, even if the Raiders lose today, they still had a great season. 
And you oh, know, without that's a what I say. They're not expecting the Super Bowl without their quarterback. I agree. I'm a hundred percent agreeable to it. Like that's why when I when I'm on my Facebook and I see Raider fans, you know, upset about their seed. I mean, give me a break. The Bills haven't made the playoffs in seven, now. This is the seventeenth year. So yeah, be, like I said, be happy what you they're got. They're upset because they they're one of the best teams in the league this year. And they just lost their best player. I mean, that, well, hey, that's you know, upset, yeah, but you know, right, but you know what though, I I would be happy. I would be even with you, Anthony. I'd be. Ha- I'm glad you got the six seed. I'm glad the Dolphins are ten and six, and they, and they got to play the Steelers. And you know what? I want the I want the Dolphins to win too. You know what I'm saying? Well, my point is, be happy with what you got because tomorrow it's not going to be there. Look at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills were the best in the '90s and everything, and look where they are today. And they're and they're struggling. And we got and we got so much you know work to be done. And that's all I'm trying to say about that. But go ahead, Anthony. Hey, and Pete—he's been a big Buffalo Bill defender on the show. He's—he he defended Tyrod Taylor. He defended Rex Ryan. You know, during the year. I still don't know why they fired him. I, I still still clues to why they fired him. I know why they looking, fired him. They looking for eleven and eleven and five with a uh, half a team. What was Listen, the? I, I know mean, why they, 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 well, it's this owner's going to be. This owner's. They said they were just having a regular conversation, and then it happened or something. Mm-hmm. Like they would have, like Rex Ryan, I think asked him, so what? You know, let me know now what's going on. And the guy, like, and the GM wasn't even in on the conversation. I mean, that's pretty crazy. No, that Doug even Whaley the GM didn't wasn't... even know he got fired. I mean, I mean, no, Doug Whaley got the phone call. Sorry, Doug. I was going to say Doug Whaley got the phone call after. What happened was Terry Pagula made the decision because Terry Pagula said the reason why he made the decision, and he got rid of Rob too. Well, he, he, he was going to get rid of it too. The reason why is because he said that he cannot wait for a, you know, a coach, and he cannot wait. He's got no time to wait. He can't wait two more years. Every time we get a coach, something happens. Um, he wasn't happy with Rex. He, uh, what do you call it? He definitely wasn't happy with Rex, and he wasn't happy with Ryan, and, he, and he's not happy with Tyrod Taylor as well. Now, Tyrod Taylor just went into surgery, and supposedly, now this is what I heard from good inside sources, they're, they're, what I heard and what I read too is they're saying that Tyrod's contract is, is um, what do you call it? they got to make a move by uh, March 11th, and that's and and that's a key issue. Now, if we get rid of Tyrod Taylor, um, who you know, EJ Manuel, he should go too. EJ, but EJ's on the you know, EJ should definitely go. Trade your Kyler Cook. You want to trade your first round draft pick? Uh, you know what it else is too, Mike. It's the, the whole Tyrod Taylor thing is about money. They don't want to give him that fifteen million dollar bonus. Right. That's, well, that's why that's the whole Taylor thing is coming down to money. It has nothing to do with his play. Yeah. They don't, I wanna, they don't think it's worth it. about money. Because the Pagulas aren't cheap. It's it's the salary cap. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the, the Pagulas are throwing money around like, yeah, like a bunch of drunken. I don't think they feel. I don't think they feel he's worth that money. I think that's yeah, what it is. Exactly. Yeah, and you the know? salary cap work. You got to mm-hmm. you, you got to allocate your money very smart. Mm-hmm. But well, EJ Manuel is definitely not the answer. They need another quarterback. No. Though. DJ Manuel. But here's, 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 listen for a second. Okay. Like, put them in your mouth for a uh, second. Let's talk. Let's talk. 
He's showing, he's showing, he's showing a lot of Al Davis tendencies here. You're not, you're not going to get, you know, Bill Walsh isn't coming out, coming out and, and coaching your team. You're not going to get a great coach because this guy has no patience. And I've seen it happen with the Raiders. You know, good coaches turning out a job because they, they didn't want to work for the owner. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know who you're going to get to coach your team. You know, if, if it's Anthony Lynn, you make a big mistake. I mean, at least Rex Ryan is a proven commodity. I mean. Anthony Lynn. I mean, you could be you could you could, you could be three and thirteen next year with Anthony Lynn. I mean, you don't know who he is. Like you other don't teams want Anthony Lynn. It seems like other teams want Anthony Lynn. Oh, like not just mm-hmm. who's got the bills. Other teams, because other of the rule, they have, have to interview him because he's African American. That's not that other teams want him. It's because they have to interview a minority coach. Like Vance Joseph on Miami seems to be a hot candidate, and it looks like teams really want him. Actually, Vance Joseph. And he's also a minority. He's got, yeah. You've got to into minorities in this league unless you get, your team gets slapped with a big fine. It's not like – I don't think that he's a huge commodity more than the fact that they, you know, by rule, they have to interview a minority. I mean, I'd say yeah. he's a bad coach. It's like turned out to be the next uh, Mike Tomlin. But you know what? You don't, you don't, we don't know that. I mean, nobody, you know, we don't, he's an unproven commodity at this point. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. No. Thank you. Interrupt you, Mike. You there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I have my thumb in my mouth. Can I talk now? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to get a point in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got I I got your your uh, point. Here's here's what it is. You were just talking about um what do you call Anthony Lynn? Now the Bills are are interviewing Sean McDermott. They're interviewing uh, Harold Goodwin from the Cardinals, the offensive coordinator. They're interviewing Vance Joseph from the Miami Dolphins um, defensive coordinator. Oh, they're interviewing – oh, my God, I know this name. Frank Wright, offensive coordinator, Eagles. He's 55 years old. I know him. I, I, I don't know why I know that name, but I know him. Anyway. That's, your guy. That's your guy right there, Frank Wright, is your guy. I mean, if I, I'm, I'm, I, I, know I know him. I from, though. I can't figure out where I know him. But anyway, Chris Richard um, and Anthony Lynn, who is the interim coach um, at the moment, but I don't think he's going to stay because um, uh, I, I have it on, again, I have it on some good sources that say that uh, Pagula doesn't want um, Lynn. But that's what I heard. But that's what I heard. I don't know how true it is, but I heard it. But anyway, so, and that's the that's the lineup. Out of that whole lineup, and they're all, and listen, they're all, um, they're all, what do you call, they're all good, good choices. Um, but again, the choice is for them to make it, but I, I, I uh, and, and, and I, I would just like to see, uh, you know, how it shakes out and stuff like that. And I understand what you were saying, by the way, about um, Pagula and Al Davis and stuff like that. Coaches are not going to want to work for the Pagulas. Um, but you know what? We'll, we've got to see how that shakes out. But go ahead. All right, so we're going to move on. Let's move on to the playoffs. Let's talk uh, Let's talk now. Let's talk Miami-Pittsburgh. I'm going to bring Alan into this conversation as well. Dr. A. What's up, Alan? What's going on? Hey, Mojo. How's it going? How you doing, man? Thanks for holding. Good. Sure, no problem. It's entertaining, to say the least. <laughs> so, all right, as we're looking at Miami-Pittsburgh tomorrow, I mean, well, Alan, actually, you just joined us. So let's start off with you, Alan. What's your keys for the, for the game tomorrow? It, you know, it's a it's a rough thing. They were nine and a half point favorites 
right, at this point. And I think people just step back and say, well, Dolphins beat them in Miami, beat them pretty bad. And this is a playoff game. They got Bell and Brown, and it's in Pittsburgh. So you come out with a big spread like that. And I got to say, I think the Steelers will win, but I don't think by 10 points. I think it's going to be a hard-fought win. The Dolphins, to, to me, games are won and lost many times on the line. And their defensive line really put a hurt on the Steelers' offensive line. I don't know if that's something you can necessarily fix. And then you're going to have the, the weather is going to really shut down the Steelers' passing game, the, the long threats. But Darius Green right now, the saying is questionable. He, he's kind of the big threat tight end in the passing game. I don't think he's going to play at this point. And in the weather conditions, you're not going to be throwing 50-yard passes too often unless you want well, to throw an exception. He practiced Thursday, and then he didn't practice yesterday, right, Green? Yeah, they, they're saying they put him back in the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a big boost to the Steels, but he clearly got concussion issues. You know, he's going to be one of these guys where his ears are ringing the rest of his life if he keeps well, playing. Well, he had, he, had these, he had these issues in San Diego, too, I believe, right, Pete? Concussion yeah. issues. Yeah, it started last year, the last year. Yeah, it's when the Steelers got him, they were making up stuff, his ankle, this, that. I think it was clearly all concussion. He's coming, he's played a couple of games. If he, if he gets hit hard on the field, you can see he doesn't look right. His eyes go off too easy. I think too many concussions, you get more susceptible to it. You know, it's a sad thing. Yeah. It's a hard-fought game. That's, you know, part of this game. Helmets protect you, but so much. But- but I'll tell you one thing that was really a big factor for Miami in the first meeting, and they don't have this meeting, was when they were pounding Ajayi. Ajayi had 200 yards, obviously, in the first meeting. Right. Pouncey, Pouncey was a big reason for that. Right. You know, not having Pouncey. Listen, their line has been playing great, so I can't say anything. They still have a really good offensive line. They got, besides Pouncey, they have three other first or four other first rounders on the line. So they, right. got, they got a good offensive line. I, to me, you have – Ajayi has to have at least close to 150 yards for Miami to have a chance tomorrow, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I, well, I don't you know, you have to rely, you know, on more yeah. to completely win you a game here. I was looking at an interesting stat for the Dolphins, and it tells you their offensive line is good. Number one in the league in plays of 40 yards plus. If you're yeah, number one in the league in 40 yards plus. You've never seen plus, that at a Dolphins. This is like a Dolphins. No, yeah, you would never see big plays since Marino. You haven't seen plays like that. Yeah, you're know, giving the quarterback time. So and and, and Landry Parker and Ajayi and, and Stills are all making big plays. Like, you know, any play decides to break one, which is I haven't had in Miami in a long time, i got to be honest. So that's nice that they have that big playability. Right. Pete, what do you think? Pete, that, that's why game? I don't think the game's going to get away like from, from the Dolphins. They're going to keep this one tight. Well, like you said, the defensive well, I, line, Miami's think... line got to put pressure. Go ahead, Pete. I'm I'm just thinking here, the way I look at this game, you know, you mentioned Darius Green. I think tomorrow uh, an unknown commodity is going to come out and have a big game for, for Pittsburgh. His name is Xavier Grimble, or your tight end uh, from USC. Uh, yeah, Grimble, from Xavier Grimble from uh, USC. He's a, to me, he's, he's a big play guy, but in, like as we mentioned with the weather, I think he could you could – you can uh you can use short passes and you can and he can run after the catch and uh I, I I really think he's gonna have a big game I think he's a a no commodity at this point but uh I've seen him play I mean uh, to me he was a he's a, he's a big time player I mean 
you know, used to be a wide receiver and USC beefed him up and made him a tight end. And uh, I think you're, mm-hmm. you're going to see something from the tight ends tomorrow, both of them, James and uh, Green, believe if uh, Green doesn't play. What, I, what, would worry me about, what would worry me about Pittsburgh was that would be that, that, that Big Ben the last last couple of weeks really – Really hasn't looked himself. Uh, it worries me because, uh, you know, obviously you're going to need him, you know, to have a big yeah, game that, tomorrow. That's, that's definitely something. I mean, Ben has had points last season, this season, where, you know, he looks like the all-pro that he is. But I think in the last three games he's thrown too many interceptions. Some of them were kind of puzzling to me, like he wasn't seeing things right. When he's throwing off like that, I usually think he's playing with some type of injury. I know at the end of the game – Last week he was limping around on the knee that he just had the surgery on and, and uh, in the Raven game, and that's why he didn't want to play the Cleveland game. So hopefully he's healthy and his balance and everything's right. But he, he's thrown touchdowns, but he's thrown a lot more interceptions than normal. And there's a lot of reasons for me to think, hey, the Steelers are just going to crush this one, but you got to step back, reel it in, and say, that didn't happen the last time they played. The matchups on the line kind of favored the Dolphins a little bit. The weather's going to take um, – the big passing game away. Yeah, someone like Gimbals, you're right, is going to have to come up with a big game. I was hoping uh, the new wide receiver they got, Demarcus Ayers, it seems to be a, an impact type player. A little short, but a nice impact wide receiver. And he's going to be playing. He might be not heard of today and heard of tomorrow, depending if he has a, an impact in the game. Yeah, no, another interesting ah. thing, too. You know, Miami's defense is allowed, like, Yardage-wise, one of the most in the history of their franchise defensively this year. But they've, they've limited the damage because they're, they're creating a lot of turnovers this year. And that's, right. like you were just talking about, Ben Turner, that's going to be the key to the whole game if Miami mm-hmm. could cause a couple of turnovers. Without turnovers, Miami cannot win this game. No chance to win this game without turnovers. They yeah, and I can't turnovers. say it's unlikely to happen. If I look at how Ben has been playing lately, uh, it's – 50-50, like, I, I really can't predict it. I don't know what Ben is going to take the field, the guy that comes in throws five touchdowns or the guy that throws two touchdowns, two interceptions. It, it's been a strange year for him, and it usually means he's playing hurt or through some kind of injury. And he's that But you're looking at a team. Can... I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah no, you're looking at a team. I mean, Miami, their two starting safeties are out. Their best their starting corner, maybe not there. I think Xavier Howard might be their best corner now, but Maxwell has, has had a, he has definitely had a bounce back year with Miami and Maxwell, and he's out, mm-hmm. and he did a good job on Antonio Brown in week six. Brown only had 40 right. yards, and that was Maxwell. Yeah, if you get all that Antonio Brown, you did, a, you did a good job. But now they don't have him, and, and their linebackers are uh, banged up. Now they, act, they cut Jason Jones, and they activated Mario Williams, because Mario Williams they've basically been benching because he's been doing nothing. So they, I guess they're hoping to hit lightning in a bottle with Mario Williams. But like you said, their line, if they have to put pressure, maybe, maybe, maybe make Ben fumble. They got to hit Ben, you know, cause, you know, between Sue, Wake, you know, and Branch and, and maybe Mario Williams, they, you know, they can put some pressure on and that, that's their chance. Other than that, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh if Ben has time to throw, it's, it's going to be a long day for Miami. If Ben has, you know, a lot of time to throw, it'll be a long day. <laughs> Kudu Brown is joining us too right now. What's up, Joe? Hey, what do you what do you say, fellas? Hey. I can't believe we're talking oh, yeah. about the Buffalo Bills 
during a playoff <laughs> weekend, but. <laughs> hey, Magic Mike kind of get his bills in there, right, Mike? Yeah, you know, I, I, I. Sorry, go ahead. I guess that's their only way in the playoffs, right? In the so, talk, Joe, at least. Yeah, well. Joe, what do you think of uh, the Miami Bird game? What's your thoughts on that game? I think it's going to be an interesting game. I, I you know, um, you know, anytime you're playing in Pittsburgh in the playoffs, it's tough. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I it's a tough game to pick. I mean, you know, if I got a gun to my head, I got to go with Pittsburgh just because they're home in the playoff experience on that team. But I, I wouldn't be all that shocked if Miami went in there and won. Yeah, I think it's an interesting game. It's really, you know, mm-hmm. how Moore's going to play is going to be interesting, too. I mean, you know, you know, Moore's I, you know what? I, probably I, I next to Romo. He bad. might be the best backup in the league next to Romo. So, I mean, they do at least they yeah, got a Romo, better quarterback in the game. Right, and Romo's only a backup because, we, as we know, you know, the whole yeah. Prescott story. So, like, is he really a backup? I, you know, I, I would say Moore's He's the a, best backup in football. But uh, I, you know, I, I think Moore will play well. I, I don't think he's going to be the, you know, the difference of them winning or losing. You know, I think it's going to come down to turnovers, which you know you could make that argument in any game. Yeah. And Moore, you know, listen, Moore, right. Moore's been pretty good, not throwing picks this year, but Moore's been known to be a little prone. To, you know, Moore's a gunslinger. He takes chances. He takes a lot more chances than Tannehill. Right. Like he'll take a lot more. You right. know. And. Uh, you know, and it can help you. Listen, they've hit. He's, he's had some big plays. He's, I mean, he's hitting long plays more, and he's thrown a couple of bad picks in the last few weeks too. But right. that's going to come with the territory, right? It's coming, you know. And that you know, Pittsburgh's defense is playing really well now. Pittsburgh's won seven in a row, you know, so they're a hot team right. as well right now. So it's this. You it's can also make the argument that, to do to lose, right? You can say they're due to lose. Yeah. That's my thoughts on the Packers. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers has been lights out, and the Packers won six in a row. Maybe they're due to lose, you know. Yeah, they are due to lose. By the way, due to Brown, they're they're going to lose. And then on Monday, I don't know what you're going to do with the Giants. Well, listen. All in all, if if the Giants lose, it's been a good year. I mean, when you look at where they were last year and from this year to last, you know, it was definitely much improved. But I I feel confident going into Green Bay. I mean. You know, we lost to them earlier this year, but we're playing, you know, it's like a, we're like a different team since that game. I, I think it's all going to come down to whether or not we turn over the ball. If, if we could run the ball well, I think our defense is going to show up. Uh, it's just, you know, we need Eli to beat Eli, and he's 4-0 and against Super Bowl quarterbacks in the playoffs. They haven't given up all year long with five minutes remaining in the game. They haven't given up any points to opposing deep offenses. So, you know, let's see what they got, you know. You know, I, well, I think, think it's, it's the interesting of the week. You have, you have Eli, who's proven to go on the road and win playoff games, right? And he's kind mm-hmm. of having an off year. People are kind of a little down on him this year, right? He's not, you know, they're not trying things right. up offensively, what they've done in the past. And so it's interesting to see if, if he just turns it on again. Right. If, you think, right. if he turns it on again and they beat Green Bay, you've got to worry about them again. You know what I mean? It's like of course that. you do. Of course, especially you know, when you got the hottest defense coming into the playoffs. Well, their defense, and as we know, exactly. defense, defense wins. You know, defense I wins. Think what's gonna, I think what's going to be the Giants' killer here is the running game. I think that's right. the thing. And their O-line. 
I, to me, that's right. just, if, they, if they put it together, the running game, the offensive line, then the Giants have a legitimate chance to make a run. They do. And, and, and you think, know what I'm really interested to see? Odell in a freezing cold game because we've never seen that. <laughs> we've never seen that. You know? And listen, Green Bay has a depleted secondary. Pete, what do you think about this game, Giants-Packers? Well, the Giants got the perfect uh, matchup here. I, I'd be stunned if they lost this game. Stunned, absolutely stunned. Green Bay had no defense. The defensive line's banged up, and basically they're recruiting players off the street to play in the, the secondary. I mean, they're just, they're just, just you yeah, know, Rodgers is really bad. At, their secondary is really bad. It's right? just huge. Yeah, and we have to take advantage of they that. Got, they got, they got, they play, they're playing safeties at cornerbacks because they're running, running out of players, and um. Mm. You know, Rodgers is, is 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 good in the playoffs, but he, you know, he's really not great in the playoffs. You know, it's he's beatable he's got a lot in the playoffs. He's, 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 he's got playoffs. a he's got a lot to prove to me in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. hey, I've seen uh, I've seen him throw away games. I've seen him I've seen him, you know, have games where he's he hasn't even completed fifty percent of his passes. You know, and he always and it <laughs> seems like he always finds a way to lose, especially at home. You know, so, I mean, I'd be stunned, and, absolutely stunned if the Paul, Giants are going to win this. Paul threw the kiss of death this week, Paul, right? Paul said Green Bay is going to win it all. He gave the kiss of death, Paul. <laughs> did he? I didn't hear, I didn't hear about yeah. it. Yeah. You he know, said Green Bay's wow. the best team. They're going to win it all. He expects them you to know win what it all. I, like, you know what ahead, I would Mike. like to see? I was going to say, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see the Giants beat the Packers. Then I would like to see the Giants take on the Cowboys so the Giants can kick the Cowboys' ass because I'm sick of the stupid Cowboy fans. I'm done with the stupid Cowboy fans that are making Magic Mike, comments. nobody wants that more than me, Mike. No, that, that's something well, that's we what I agree want. on. That's what I want. Well, that's what I, you know that's what? What I, I want. I, I, don't think Dallas, I don't think Dallas wants to play either one of those teams. How's about that? I, I really don't. I, I don't think Dallas would beat either one. I, I, I think that even Green Bay would beat Dallas. I, I think, think now, I think that for a choke, Joe. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. And I like well, Odell I'll, Beckham. I'll tell you one thing. Here's a question for you guys. Let's say next week Dallas is losing at the half and struggling. Do they go to Romo? Well, it depends on how yes. bad they're losing, how they're losing. See, you think you know, so? and See. if it's the fault of press, if Prescott's playing bad, maybe. But if it's not Prescott's fault, I don't think so. But they're just not moving the ball. They're losing more than a touchdown at half. Romo's playing. No matter how Romo in, I'm telling you, they're dying to put Romo in. They're dying to. They are. Yeah, but you know you got to be careful what you wish for. I mean, this guy's been sitting around all year. You know. So what I hope happens. I hope. I hope. I hope they. I hope he has to get another surgery on his shoulder so I don't have to fucking hear about. Tony Romo, the whole <laughs> I agree with you. I know. <laughs> don't don't the back. I, mean, don't the I don't want to hear about it. I just don't want to. I don't want to have to talk about it. I don't want to even have to think about it. Well, I'm you're going to hear about him in the whole off season. You're going to hear about him in the offseason. Yeah, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Twenty six teams recruiting this guy to play quarterback. I will not think about it. This is a quarterback. <laughs> listen, Pete. This is a quarterback-driven league, and as you know, not He's only done, we're going to hear over. about him, Pete. It's over. Pete, I agree over. with you, but you're going to hear about him anyway. Listen, Brock Osweiler. Like I said before the start of the season, it, these teams never learn. A backup quarterback, or if a good team goes to another team, gets paid and scrubs out. It happens all the time. And when the NFL draft comes, what are they going to talk about in the draft? Nothing but quarterbacks. And there's no. 
Are they this year? Not this draft. And, and they, no, there's not. But they're going to run quarterbacks down our throat like they always do. Everybody loves the quarterback. He's the big star. That's just the nature of the game. And we're going to hear about Tony Romo until he's not even playing anymore. I mean, <laughs> shit, we're still talking about Brett Favre. We're still talking about Brett Favre and what he has to say. I, I, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know Alan, it just never ends. Alan. Yeah. What's your take on the Packers-Giants game? Packers-Giants, um, i got to favor the Giants in this one. They've done it twice. I think they're going to go in there fairly confident. I know I know Green Bay's been hot, but I think a lot of it's just been uh, Rodgers to Jordy Nelson. I, I think the Giants will shut that down and take the game. NYPD, New York pass defense. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Green Bay, Green, you know, Green Bay also, they're going to need Montgomery to have a good game, right? But then, like, Lacey yeah, well, is the guy who killed the Giants in the first meeting, and Lacey's right. not there. And, and th- this is one thing that's great about this game, because neither one of them have a running game you could be confident in right now. Mm. You know what I mean? When you look at the Packers running game, you know, it's not incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, lack of, exactly. 12 degrees kickoff temperature. Yeah, oh, I, I, it's just typical, like, pack of playoff football, you know, in the cold. It, it's... You know, can the Giants do this again? We, we've been down this road before, but it's different times. It's different teams, you know? Yeah, no, it's, that's, what it's, that's the dynamic of it. It's all different. Yeah. Can, it keep, can it happen again? Can, is Rodgers really uh, in the zone on a mission? Now they say it's going to be kickoff 12 degrees at kickoff tomorrow for the Giants. Yeah. That's so, brutal. Yeah, I'm interested to see Odell in the cold because we, we've never seen him in playing this, you know, environment yet. Yeah. We've never mm. seen it. You know? I wonder if he's going to wear his Rey Mysterio mask tomorrow. Maybe oh, yeah, on the sidelines. He's wearing that mask. <laughs> did you guys Did you guys see the post yesterday? They had Eli in the front as uh, as Rambo, Rambo, and then on the back, yeah, as Rambo, and then they had uh, and then they had Odell in the back wearing his mask, and I and I like that. I like that Odell Beckham is a wrestling fan, and I like that they he could play around. But uh, I tell you though. They got, they, I like it. You know, it's fun. Mike, That's would you wrestle cool. Odell? Would you be willing to wrestle him? What happened? Would you wrestle <laughs> Odell? Would I wrestle Mike Odell? Wrestle. No, because Mike, I'm not a wrestler. Excuse me. Sorry. Can I talk? I was going to say I'm not a wrestler. I was a, uh, I was a independent wrestling manager, which, uh, which you know, by no means would I get into the ring because I'm not fully trained. But no, I wouldn't. Would, Would I wrestle Odell? No. I'm not oh, okay. Joe, you want to talk about Joe, you want to talk about a small world? Remember when we went and seen in Staten Island with the kids with the Jimmy Snooker one? Yes. Mike, Mike was actually, his his guys, the X-Clan, were wrestling that day. He was there managing. He managed that. Oh, I'm really? I, I managed, yeah. I managed uh, Magic. I managed Magic. Uh, oh, magic. magic took okay, on... Yeah. Right, I managed Magic, and he took on Prince I.K. I mean, not Prince I.K., I'm sorry. Prince Akhenaten. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was there. Who would have known, like, known you were there years later, right? Here you are on the show, well, right? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Snooker, well, Jimmy Snooker wrestled the Executioner, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake um, was in a uh, was in a yeah, team. Yeah, Beefcake was there, uh, too. Yeah, Beefcake was Yeah, I remember him more, being there, right? That was at more high, that was at more high school. Yes. Yes, yes. yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Yes, um, and you know, and you know what's another small world? I met my ex. I met my ex girlfriend 
in 2013 off of a web, you know, website, and she said to me, you look very familiar to me. And she said, I took my son to Moore High School. And I said, well, I was the guy, the, I was the sign guy at the time, and I was managing my best friend. So it is a small world, and I'm, and I'm glad to know you guys. That's it. Cool. Same here. Hey, Pete. You know, I'm, I, I like you all. We like you too, Mike. Pete. Thank you. Petey. Yo. I think we lost. Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. So, so what do you think? So what's your final thoughts on the Giants-Packer game? What do you think? Prediction and final thoughts. I would say the Giants win 24-17. to 17. I'm going to say 17-14 Giants. What about you, Alan? Yeah, I would say Giants, probably 21-14, something around a touchdown or less. But Giants are going to take it. What about you, Mike? Well, I got to go with my with my head and uh, well, what do they say? You got I I think the Packers, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a low, you know close. I think the Packers win, but I mean I'm hoping not. But I I got to go with my head and it tells me uh, Packers. I'm going to say Giants seventeen fourteen too, something like that. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I can't wait. But I think the Giants are going to pull it out for some reason. I, I right. hope so. I want and the what Giants. What about Miami? What's your guys' prediction? Miami, Pittsburgh. Pete, start us off, Pete. I'm going to say Pittsburgh takes this one 31 21. Let him warm up and then come back up. What about you, Joe? Uh, yeah. I got to say Pittsburgh just because they're the home team and you got Big Ben, who's a veteran, as opposed to a backup. So. Uh, I'm going to say, I think it's going to be a, a close game. I'm going to say 24-21 Steelers. Just throwing that one Alan. out. Well, yeah, I got to go with the home team and my team on this one. But I do think it's going to be close. Um, I don't see the Steelers score more than 27 in this game. That would surprise me. They don't seem to score 30 points often. So 27-21, somewhere around there. 27-24. I'm expecting a close game. Mike, what do you think? I think the Dolphins. I think it's going to be a close game, and I I think uh, I think the I think the Dolphins very close. All right, my heart's telling me 20 to 16 Miami. <laughs> What's your head telling you? <laughs> but I your think Pittsburgh's going to win 24-16. Okay. But we'll see. Hope I'm wrong. I'm gonna I go hope so Miami too, man. 20. I want. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my Miami twenty to sixteen, though, to be positive. Okay. What about the Indians? You got any more? This game. <laughs> so, all right. So, me uh, so, and already picked today's game. What do you guys? Alex picked Houston, Oakland. Messy, uh, Jesse. <laughs> Who's playing quarterback? Not so messy anymore. Connor Cook is and Brock Osweiler. Peter Visconti is live. That's a tough one. You know, I want to say the Raiders just because they haven't been in the playoffs so long. But this game, it's in Denver, right? Yeah. Houston. No, it's in uh, in Houston. It's in Oakland? In Houston. Yeah, I'm going Houston. Yeah, I'm still going to go with the Raiders. I just feel their first year. No matter what happens for them, they're they're finally back on the planet in football. So it was a yeah. successful season for 
that yeah. it's like a storied franchise that, like when I was growing up, there was a storied franchise. Them and the Steel rivalries are like the best in football, and the Raiders just fell off the map a lot to do with Al Davis. And I know it could be a bit of rivalry again, but I'm kind of hoping and liking seeing the Raiders back. My wallet. Joe, what do you think, Joe? I'm saying Oakland. Uh, I, first of all, I think Houston's just, I don't know, are they even really a playoff team? You know, but, you know, even with Connor Cook, I have a feeling this Connor Cook kid's going to step up and play a good game, and, and I think they're going to win. Mike, you, uh, you know, they just got – and they got a good de- – let's not count out the rated defense, you know. They, they, I agree. I, I don't see I why they can't gonna be shut the down Houston. Would, I think the rated yeah, defense, I, mean, I think they're going to be the difference in defense. Yeah, Houston's offense don't scan nobody, you know. And if Cook could just stay out of trouble and be efficient, I, I think they're going to win. I, I would be confident in an Oakland win tomorrow. Tonight. Tonight. Mike, Mike, what do you think, Mike? I, that's what I meant to say. You know what I mean. Mike, what do you think? Uh, I got, I'm going to go with my head and my heart on this one, and I'm going to say it's going to be a very close game, but I'm going to pick the Raiders because I don't think I agree with what, Duda, what Joe Duda Brown said, um, you know, but that's my pick. So I go with the Raiders. All right, and Seattle, Detroit, Alan. Uh, Seattle, Detroit, in, in Seattle. I, I gotta go with Seattle. Don't like their offense all year, but I think their defense is stand up. Joe, what do you think? Seattle all the way. Uh, Detroit's stumbling into the playoffs. Any team stumbling in is never good. And you know Seattle's yeah. home. I know Seattle's banged up and they're not the same, but I mean Detroit just can't win uh, in the playoffs. They can't get. They, they, they can when they, even when they get there, they can't okay. win. So uh, it's hard to be confident. What? Mike, what do you like in that game? Mike there. Let him warm up a little. Right, so Pete, Petey, yeah. So who, who so, so just heading into this big weekend? So who, who do you think? Which one we game that you think is gonna have a big week this week? Like a one player. Out of that player, it's going to be a star. Yeah, like it's going to be a big, big team this weekend. It's in the front. In any game. It could be any game. I'm thinking right now. I'm going to say Rolls, the running back for Seattle, is going to have a big game, and he's going to really be a standout player. I think he gets over 120 yards and probably over 50 yards receiving. Okay, what do you think, Joe? Joe, one play. I'm going to say Antonio. I'm going to say Le'Veon Bell has a big game. Okay. Alan, what do you think? Yeah, I would say Bell, too. And if it turns out to be a giant, the Steelers lose, but I'll go with Bell. Who would you say, Alan? He said Le'Veon Bell. Okay. What happened to the gloves they gave you? Mike, well, we lost Mike, and – uh. I'm going to say Russell Wilson. I'm going to pick. I think Wilson's going to have a big game. So, so, I'm so Melissa tells, I, think, I hate to cut it short. Yeah, but no, I got to yeah, run. No. Enjoy the games, right, everybody. Man, thanks for Best of luck. Thanks for calling. All right, All right dude. Later, fellas. Uh, I think Joe's at a drive thru or something like that. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, Joe's order. Joe's the latter. He's at Sonny's right now getting a golf ball. So. <laughs> 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 yeah.
So, sorry, so we got – so all three of us took that are on now. We all took Oakland. We all took Seattle. We all took uh, the Giants. We used to Pittsburgh. I took Miami and Pittsburgh. <laughs> and then – and what game am I missing here? What's the other game I'm missing? Oh, no, we got them all. So, that's, so that, that's how we go into this weekend. I think I, – listen, I think tomorrow's game – are both going to be close. I think. I think today's game. I, I think. I think the Raiders are going to win. Maybe not a blowout, but I think the Raiders are going to win by at least a touchdown today. And I think Seattle is going to blow out Detroit tonight. I think the Seattle game will be over by halftime tonight. Yeah, me too. Mind. Yeah, the same. It's a potential blowout. Both going to take is one turnover, and that game is going to be distorted. Yeah. That is an interesting stat, right? That it's the first playoff game for any you know, all these eight running backs, Alan, right? That's a sick stat. Yeah, that is. Like Bell, and you never know. It's, Bell it's a nervous played thing. in a playoff game already, right? Like Bell, Bell's a guy you would have definitely figured played in a playoff game. Right. And, you know. You know, I think, and I think for any player, right, a running back, quarterback, wide receiver, until you've actually been in a playoff game, no matter how good you are, it's a, it's a different level. It's a different nervousness. It's a different crowd. And you'll either become a playoff guy like, say, Eli or not. You could be a well, that's, 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 what really, that's what's really disheartening for me as a Raider fan because every, but my whole team is going to have playoff experience except my quarterback. So it's really disheartening mm-hmm. as a Raider fan. It's it's tough on the Raiders this year. I, I thought they had the offense. The defense was coming around. The offense good enough to take out the Patriots. But going down yeah, to the third quarterback, that's rough. But I I was kind of looking forward to the Tuck Rule game part two, and maybe the Raiders taking them oh, out. Last game me, I want to see in another Super Bowl is the Patriots. And, uh, yeah, me too. They're clearly the favorite, I would think, with the home field yeah. at all. Well, I think the Steelers have a shot. I, I think the Steelers yeah, have a shot taking them out. They are. They're a dangerous team that they can put it together. They have, you know, when you have three offensive They have the players, best running back, the best wide receiver, and a great and a great playoff-tested quarterback who's already yeah. won two Super Bowls. Yeah. And the yeah. defense, I, I like the defense. I mean, if they could just put it all together, you know, and come out with that game plan, you know, I, I like their personnel on defense. And they're pretty healthy on D. Yeah, and also, the two rookies. The two rookies in the secondary have been very impressive. I mean, especially that Davis kid from Maryland. He's been, yeah, uh, he's been a real. And they, they turned around well the season too, for eh? the defense. It, Burns, yeah, the, the uh, cornerback. They, they turned the season for the defense, but they're still kind of a work in progress. they got two young kids that make plays. You know, oh. if they're really Super Bowl ready or not, or this is just going to be great experience for them. Time, time will tell. I like what I'm seeing in, as a franchise. And for the future, finally, on defense, the offensive pieces are there. But on defense, they struggled a lot early yeah. on. Because of Davis and Burns coming in and starting, the defense has played better. But the, the Patriots, and I think I told this to Anthony, they've given up an average of 14 points for the season. I didn't even realize their defense was playing that well. So they're going to be hard to beat in, in New England. And, maybe and also, it's... 
you know, the offense. I'm just going to say, if Chase here can find a way to stay healthy, he's going to be. If he can find he's a way to stay healthy, he's going to be a special, a special linebacker. Yeah, he's got a lot of speed. He chases quarterbacks down well. I like him a lot, but I do feel like he misses too much of the season. But he's an impact player. So, what do you guys? What do you guys think of the other team? Like, uh, we know New England and Dallas. We know, like, you know, Dallas. We got to see what they do in the playoffs. New England's a favorite. What do you think of Kansas City and Atlanta? Like, what do you think of their chances of making a run? Is it going to be the same old Atlanta? Will they get knocked out? You know, and uh, as far as uh, you know, Kansas City. Is Kansas City as dangerous as they're making them out to be? You know. So, that, what do you guys think of that, Pete? What do you? I'll start with you. What do you think of that? Well, to me, of all the teams that have the bye, I, I would put Kansas City as as the most suspect team. I really think Atlanta could put it together. I mean, they have a good, really good quarterback, you know, who's just finally he's playing a home game, you know, and you know if they, if if he can if he can get the right matchup, you know, going into next week, I think they have a good shot at winning, you know, and uh, you know, possibly doing some damage, you know, especially if, if they can they can get home field in the in the champion NFC championship, right? If Dallas happen to get upset too. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, if they could find a way to do that, which I don't think Dallas, you know, they had a great year. I don't think they were showing, you know, you know, to play in the championship game. So, if they, if they could find a way to get knocked off and maybe play the Giants, you know, get the Giants at home, you know, in that dome, I mean, I think they could, I think they could win that game. Yeah, that'd be it. That's interesting. What do you think? Yeah, Atlanta's road is at home. They, they, have, they need the home games to do it. Better, they're a dome team. They play better in the dome. I gotta uh, yeah, say, Ryan's, Ryan's having an unbelievable had an unbelievable season, right? I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, he's my MVP. He really he, he's my MVP. I gotta say, he's mine too. I, he's my MVP. I think he's the MVP. He should get it. What do you think, Alan? M- MVP of the league? Yeah. Well, we'll see what he does in the playoffs. If you, I guess if you're just looking at the season itself, yeah, he had a great year. Well, I think it's based okay. on the regular season, right, Pete? The MVP? Yeah. <clears throat> It's supposed That'll to, but you know, you never, you know, it's kind of shady how they how they tally up these votes. Yeah, and they don't completely do it until after the playoffs, right? So it's like you should <laughs> do it before the playoffs. Yeah, like now, you, so you should know right now who the MVP is. Right now, we should know. Yeah. Because it's just if a guy has a bad playoff game, you know, if he has one bad game, it doesn't take away from his whole season. No. Not at all. I was, we were talking about earlier, if the Raiders lose, it's over for them. I'm like, that's a franchise that has made the playoffs turn the whole franchise around. And a lot of promise going into next season, an all-star quarterback playing. Nothing could take away from this season. Yeah. Their team is so much better and competitive. Listen, it's going to be a good weekend. Me and Alan have a little bet. A little fun bet, right? Then a little lunch, a Cuban lunch. So we'll see, we'll see who gets that. I don't get the 10 points, though, so I, <laughs> I got to win outright. So. Win outright. Yeah, I don't think I would have done it with the 10 points. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm not, I'm not a fan fun. of that spread when, when you do that. It almost puts things in teams' heads, like, oh, we got this, yeah. and that's how you go out and lose. You know, a playoff spread, two teams that had a good season, both playing well at the moment. I don't think you put a ten point or a nine and a half point spread on a game. That that's not a good spread. Regardless yeah, that's of whatever the not, result is. I, 
There must have been a and lot of action going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, because now it's up to 11 now today. That wow. line. Yeah. You know, if there was going to be people nice day, in Pittsburgh, a lot of people are betting Pittsburgh. I mean, if if the weather was going to be fine, and then I could see Brown having a big day, and your your cornerbacks out. But I think the weather's going to kind of even all that out. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, it's supposed to be 17 at kickoff, right? And possibility of yeah. snow. So possibility of snow. So last time the Steelers played in the snow was Buffalo, and they basically and handed Le- the ball. Le- yeah, Le'Veon Bell had yeah. a, had a, one of the games I've ever seen anyone have. Yeah, and then through three interceptions. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I, I think the weather actually favors or balances out the game. It kind of takes the, their offensive advantage away a little bit. And then it becomes well, also, you know what, you know, it could be a factor also, you know, if it's bad weather, they also have D'Angelo Williams who could, who could do some damage too. So, I mean, I could see them go like one of those two-headed monsters, you know, throw little screen passes to Bell, you know, mix in a little D'Angelo Williams, you know. I think that could be a that could be a big advantage for, for Pittsburgh having two uh, top guys like that. Yeah, I like and, that. And, and, and Miami's been lots, very vulnerable yeah. against the run, and they shut Bell down last time. Like it's yeah. you know, a game of matchups. That's that's what it is. Can, can Miami's, like you said earlier, can Miami's defensive front, stop, you know, take over the game? That That's going to be their chance. That's their chance. Yeah, stop them at the line. You don't want Bell in open field. If, if they can beat the line and shut down the holes on him, he's sitting there waiting for a hole to open and never opens. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll be an interesting game because it will come down, I think, to the line play. If somebody gives there or – Something one team's clearly going to win good, but the Dolphins, their big plays and what the pressure they put on Ben, that that's their key to victory. That's the key. The Steelers just got to be the Steelers. Keep the energy up in your home game and get the ball to Brown and get the ball to Bell. They win. Yeah, but this is exactly. what makes a great playoff game. Not not knowing exactly. You'll know you'll know by the second quarter if it's going to be a close game or not. If Pittsburgh jumps out early and gets two quick scores, then Miami's toast. If this Miami the one point I'll make, one point I'll make about Miami putting a lot of pressure on Big Ben. Big Ben's not one of these quarterbacks who has to throw on a spot. He's actually, I think, he's a little better when you put a little pressure on him and he escapes the pocket and he, find, you know, leaves the, the secondary vulnerable to big plays. So, I mean, like, all that, a lot of that has to do, too, with the health of his knee. Is he going to be as mobile as he usually is? You know, he's not really a scramble type, but he's, he may, he's, his movement is – he has great movement within the pocket. So, I mean, that's going to be – that's what I mean. It's just a fascinating matchup. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Very true. Yeah, ben has been good when you're pressuring. It's just the first time they played, the pressure was like three seconds and he was almost going down. That, that will mm-hmm. stop any any quarterback. But if it's pressure where you're just pushing him out of the pocket a little bit, that he's not the kind of quarterback that that necessarily stops their passing game. That It's true. But they knocked he can him out, right? around the that. first game, like in the second half, right? Then they put him out. That's of where he got the knee surgery. They took him out, yeah. he played with the yeah. torn meniscus knee, and then he got surgery, missed four games. So yeah, I was playing games. Big Ben that day, so I know he was. He, they knocked him out. He actually came back and played the second half. Yeah, with the banged up knee, he should have probably never done that. That that just yeah. goes to show they have zero confidence in the backup quarterback. 
And it's, I wish we had a more on our team. For when Ben goes down, it's like, oh, for Pittsburgh. We just barely beat Cleveland with Landry Jones at home, a team we've beaten Cleveland for the last decade at home, and they took the final play of the game to beat him. The Steelers have to improve their backup quarterback. Ben's not like a young kid anymore. And should yeah. he go down, there's no real answer. you, you got to like what you're seeing with Moore. It, it was an answer, best backup in the league. I, I'd agree with it. I don't consider Romo a backup either. He's a starting quarterback that lost his job. Backup's not really what I would call him. He's a starting quarterback someplace. But more, the Dolphins really have played really well with him. So, Yeah. No. They haven't lost a beat without, without Tannehill. They really haven't. But That's what you want Tannehill, from backup. Maybe to not me, better. I'd rather have Tannehill in there, but. You know, you know, you still feel you can win a game with more if everything else breaks right, you know? Right. Can he manage the game, get the hot reads, get the ball where it's supposed to be? You're not asking the same thing of him that you probably would be asking of Tannehill. Yeah. But but he's good. I like, I'll trade Landry Jones for him any day. Yeah. Pete. So, Pete. Yeah. Also, give, give me give me a couple of key matchups for the Raider Oakland game today that you're looking at. Well, the first thing they got to do is block 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 Clowney and uh, Donald Penn, our uh, our uh, Pro Bowl uh, left tackles. He's out. He's out. He's I not playing. Yeah, he's out. Uh, I mean that's going to be a big uh, a big factor. But also uh, the Raiders' offensive line, if they could. Open up some holes for their their, their running their three running backs. I think that's huge. And also also a big matchup is the Raiders secondary against uh against the uh, um the Houston wide receivers. I, I don't want no big plays from uh from uh the rookie from Notre Dame. I, I don't want no no, no Fuller, big plays Fuller, from yeah. Fuller. Yeah, from Will Fuller, from Fuller. And no um that's what scares me is they give up they give up the big plays in the big plays in the secondary. But you know what? To counter that off, the, you got Brock Osweiler who couldn't hit the board. You know, couldn't hit the board side of a barn sometimes. So, you know, I mean, these games they're, they're playoff teams for a reason. You know, because they all they all have their um, they all have their strengths and right. You know, and uh, use of strength is their defense. So if they could you know if they could put up some long drives, you know, and, and you know kind of wear them out. I think it's big. And I think that's gonna be big. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think the key is not to get let like you said, but let any big plays, you know, from Hopkins or Fuller. And uh I, I think, you know, I, to me that's the key. I, I think if they allow that's the only way Houston can beat them is if they get a couple of really big plays like that. I just think and I think Mac will be a destructive fourth tonight. Mac. And third Mac down and manageable. Third down and four, third down and three. I don't want no third down and twelves, you know. Also penalties. Yeah. I mean, the ref he's got their hands in their pocket with the flags before with the Raiders before the, the play even starts. So uh I know. You know, I know. Well, the Raiders have a history of that. Yeah. Disgusting. I can't that Denver yeah. game last week last week was disgusting. They 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 you know, the holding penalty you can call a holding penalty on every friggin' play if you wanted to. They just seem to want to do it against the Raiders. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really, uh, you know, it, it's it, one thing that they, they, I don't understand how how they could be the team every year that leads the league in penalties. And it's not, it's different coaches and different players, and yet they still lead the league in penalties every year. It's just something that, uh, you know, as a Raider fan, is very uh, frustrating. 
Uh, I think Matt yeah, I think it comes with that bad before. boy image. What do you think, Alan? What do you think, Alan? Say it again? What do you think? Yeah, the Raiders do get a lot of penalties. You know what he's saying? I think it comes with the black and silver and the whole image of the franchise. The league just maybe yeah. wants him to be the most penalized. Because you're, you're right. There's pretty much holdings on every single down. You just pick and choose, and that's when referees start um, swaying a game spread-wise or who wins and loses. And, and that's like the worst thing to watch in a football game. Yeah, I mean, it makes you want to change the channel. I mean, uh, you're spending half the time on the with the referees on the on the microphones calling out penalties. It's it's you know it's not yeah, uh, entertaining. It, these guys, for every player in the league, they train too hard. They practice. They memorize playbooks. You go out there, you bust your butt, and then the ref is like flag, and it's a flag that's totally away from the ball. Didn't have to call it. Wasn't even on camera. Those kind of things. And there is pretty much, if you just watch the lines and not the game, there's holding on almost every snap of every game, pretty much. It really should be flagged when it impacted something. You held a guy and the running back ran for 30 yards. You got to throw the flag. But if it's a hold I mean, if you're running the ball to the outside and the outside, the tackle's holding the, the defensive end, yeah, it's, you know, throw the flag. By all yeah. means. I mean, we want to see a clean game. Yeah, but there's a lot of flags thrown. You know, and we've all seen it. It's kind of irrelevant that, to the play. That's that's the parents is out of control. It really is in the NFL. Yeah, that, that's yeah, almost that's... like the refs can call it when they want and don't call it when they want. You know, and I spoke to Anthony about this in the, in the uh, Steelers-Ravens game. Brown made the great reach, got the touchdown. They were holding his face mask, twisting his head the whole time. Nine seconds left in the game, and I'm like, there was no flag for the face mask? If he doesn't break the plane, in my mind, the Steelers should have had another shot. You, can, you won't end the game on a flag. But they never threw the flag. I, and I don't know how the refs didn't see it. If you saw the play, anyone could see they were holding his face mask, trying to stop him from getting in the end zone. Those kind of plays are baffling to me. He should have been stopped by all means, and there should have been a flag. Sometimes they and get it's it right. The same way, like they don't. how they call like roughing the passes on certain quarterbacks and not others, right? I mean, like one guy, certain guys you can't go near, and then other guys, you know, it don't matter. Now, do you think that's something they're told? Like, this is a guy who brings a lot of money into the league; he's really popular. Can't lose him for the playoffs. And you're right, other that's guys the get thing, the but they don't. It's funny because they protect. They protect other guys. I've watched them protect. Backups, and they don't protect Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton, we've talked about Cam Newton getting beaten up on the show for a long time and never getting yeah, any he's calls. Got a gripe. If you watch the games, he's got a gripe. He gets he gets he, they, no the, other, the referees treat him like he's Shaq. You know, you you're in the Shaq. Shaq would touch the ball and get fouled before he even made his move, and they never, you know, unless you tackle a guy, they never called called fouls. I mean, the only problem with that, this is football. Guys have helmets. They're putting helmets into his chin. They're throwing him around like he's a bag of garbage. You know, he's one of the, you know, he's one of the flagship players in the league. You, you would like to see him protected just like you would protect Tom Brady. I mean, if you, if you even breathe on Tom Brady, first of all, he's whining to the referees. Maybe that's what Cam's got to do. He's got to whine to referees after every, every time he gets touched like Tom Brady. And he'll, he'll, and he'll get some respect. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's, that's a good that's point Brady about Brady. Some of the hits that Newton, the guys would probably get suspended for the hits that if, if, New, if they hit Brady like they hit Cam Newton. Oh, they would. They would. All right. All right, guys. Yeah. I'll let you guys go. I've had these on a while. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Enjoy the game. Right. Good luck to all your teams. 
Thank you. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for all the great football insight today. And uh, hopefully we have a great weekend. And next weekend we'll recap these games and preview next weekend's games. All right. Sounds good. good. All right, man. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the snow, guys. All right. 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 Good luck today. Good luck with the Raiders. Thank you, man. Today. Alan, I'll text you during the Miami pit game tomorrow. All right. All right? All right, guys. Take it easy. Later. PDD and Allen, great, great uh, inside, great football segment with Pete Allen, Joe, and Magic Mike. Had a great segment there. We covered a lot of stuff. Previewed all the NFL playoffs. Did complete. I mean, we went team to team. We did a lot of stuff. We talked some college football. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and then I'm going to come back, take some calls, 718-508-9883, and we'll get into some other stuff as well, some NBA some NHL, some baseball when we come back. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember... $5 $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. 
Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. We're in the final hour of the show now. We did a lot of football. First two hours was all football. Great segment. Covered a lot of stuff. Went over all the playoff games. Inside and out of every team. Made predictions. Very fun segment with PDB, Allen, Joe, Magic Mike, and uh, so good job. And I uh, want to just say the final regular season records for me and Pete in our pick segment. I'm one, so I went 168-86-2, and, and Pete went 164-90-2. So I won by four games, but both of us did great. We both Pete 74 games over 500, and I was 82 games over 500. So we both had a great Great regular season record, and uh, so that's the pick. The college, we, me and him weren't doing that good. We had uh, we didn't do that good in college. Let me pull the records here. I had them somewhere here. So I was, uh, I believe I was twenty-two and nineteen, and I believe Pete was twenty and twenty-one. That's what I believe. But a Final records going into Monday, and we both have, yeah, we both have, uh, we both have Clemson. So yeah, Pete was twenty and twenty-one. I was twenty-two and nineteen through all the bowl games so far. So we had definitely did better in uh, the NFL, but you know, we did okay in the college. College games are hard to predict. Some of them, especially some of those smaller bowls, especially are hard to predict. But hey, do what you could do, and now uh, you make your picks and. You know, we have a great game Monday night, Alabama-Clemson, so that, that's a good game. We have great games all weekend, starting with 4.30 today, the Raiders in Houston. So definitely a good day with all the snow just to sit back and, and watch sports today. There's a lot of good sports on starting this afternoon. There's even college basketball on now and, you know, obviously hockey, basketball as well. Well, a couple of things on the NBA, and I'm going to take the call. So obviously I talked about the trade, the the Kyle Corbett trade, which they say, you know, it's pretty close. I mean, Cleveland has to do a couple of things to make this trade work. They had to swap first-round picks again with Portland. So Portland basically gets Cleveland's this year's pick, 2017, and then they get the 2018 Portland the pick. So they, they, they swap the picks out with them. And uh, so basically what happens, they don't get Portland, they get their one back. So what happens is Cleveland, you can't trade your first round in two straight years. So that allowed Cleveland now to trade their 2019 pick, the Hawks in the Kyle Corbett deal, along with Mike Dunleavy and Mo Williams. So you know, it was an emotional time for Corbett. It kind of looked like Wilma Flores when he found out on the court. He started crying. And it, I'll tell you, the guy's all class. He sat on the bench the whole game, rooted for the Hawks, even though he knew he was traded. And, you know, they won the game, and he was there cheering right to the end. Very classy, and you know you could tell by the teammates are upset. Uh, he was well liked in the locker room. He was well liked in the locker room. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough. I know, but well, it's definitely tough when you're a good team and you're a playoff team, and you, and you trade a guy 
I'm not saying that he's great anymore. He's 35 years old now. He's a spot-up shooter at this point, and, you know, it'll be great Cleveland. I mean, with LeBron, will be getting open shots, but it makes no sense to trade him to them. I know they were the only team that stepped up with a first round. Uh, that's why they did it. But if that's a team, listen, nobody's beating them anyway, but in your mind, if you're making the playoffs, you're trying to win it, right? If you're getting the playoffs, and that's the team you got to beat, now you trade him to the, that team. To me, I, you know, I don't know. I just wouldn't get it. I, I think I would have just said, I didn't took my chances in the offseason of re-signing them. But they don't want to get my long-term deal. I understand he's 35 years old. And, you know, he is declining. So there is reasons to trade him, like I talked about earlier, if you wanted to go in a different direction as far as next year. But you have to trade him to Cleveland. I know, but, again, said, you know, but that first rounder for another team gave you an early second rounder isn't much of a difference. But – I just hope they don't trade Millsap now. They just re-sign Millsap because, you know, like I said, they're one of the top teams in the East other than Cleveland. So I don't understand why they would start trading parts right now. I know they don't want to get screwed like Horford when he left last year and they got nothing for him. But, you know, they could they sign Dwight Howard and he's having a very good year. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But as far as the rest of the NBA, Knicks, Knicks with a nice win last night, a come-from-behind win. They were down 13 going into the fourth quarter. It was a must-win. They were on a six-game losing streak. And uh, so they looked at a tough game the other day when the Greek freak hit the, the buzzer beater at the Garden. And they come back yesterday down 13, make a nice comeback. And then, you know, Noah and Porzingis fouled out with three minutes left in a close game. And then Carmelo hit the big three with 50 seconds left. And the, Knicks, the, the kid Baker came up big for them down the stretch. So give the Knicks credit. They snapped the losing streak. Looking, they're struggling. They, you know, they got a lot of issues right now. But it was a nice win, especially with a back-to-back in Indiana tonight. And the Knicks are 0-6 in back-to-back. So last night was really an important game. So good win for the Knicks last night. The Nets took it, got pounded by LeBron and the Cavs last night. LeBron just another huge line. And uh, so that really, I mean, that was no doubt going into that game. Boston beat Philly. Tough loss for Philly last night. At, Horford, Al Horford hits a three-pointer with seven seconds left to put Boston ahead, or 17 seconds left to put Boston ahead. And uh, the Celtics top Philly and hold on to that third seed. The Hawks are right behind them, battling for that third seed. They actually play next Friday the 13th in Atlanta. It'll be Hawks' return to Atlanta. So it'll be interesting to see what the Hawks do for him. I think they should give him, you know, I hope they get do a nice tribute to him because Horford was a great off and very uh, big you know, on and off the court and just a great class act. And so I, I hope Horford gets the, the proper treatment from the fans and the organization that he deserves. And uh, so that's that. And, uh, you know, Golden State lost a tough game last night uh, to with, to uh, to Memphis. They lost 24 points, and Memphis came back and won in Golden State in overtime. It's unbelievable that they would blow a game like that, you know, a talented team like Golden State and Memphis, give Memphis some credit, a stirring comeback to pull that game out. So that was an unbelievable game. I actually caught that second half, which was uh, when they started coming back. I, mean, I really started keying in on it. It was, uh, it was definitely uh, a good game. And uh, so, I mean, it, you know, you look at it and everybody say, you know, Cleveland, Golden State, you know, maybe San Antonio, and then that's it, you know, but. You know, never count out to the team. Listen, Houston's playing well. You know, I don't think OKC has enough to win it, but, you know, I don't think Houston has enough to win it either. I, I personally think it's going to be Cleveland State. Toronto, 
I don't think Toronto could, could knock off uh, Cleveland. You know, maybe if they got Millsap, which I don't think is going to happen. I mean, they did offer Terrence Ross, Patrick Patterson, and uh, and a first-rounder, which is a pretty good offer. But the Ross, I think, if he gets minutes, you know, he's stuck behind the road and he could put up a lot of points. But I still would much rather have Millsap. You know? But if the Hawks ain't playing on time, the problem is a max deal now next year. To keep Millsap now, he wants a max deal. This is the problem the Hawks are in. He the max deal next year is going to average thirty five million a year. Like that. so, a thirty two year old Millsap who's still listen a great player, but he's thirty two. Do you want to give him five years? You're, you're talking one hundred and seventy million for five years. That's that's the problem, and that's the situation they're in. They're a good team, a playoff team, but they got the longest playoff streak in the NBA. But do you, how far? You know. Now, you know, you lost Horford and Teague from last year. You know, the team's changed. Two, two years ago, they won 60 games. This year, they made the playoffs nice year, but they had a little drop-off in wins. And then this year, now, they only have one guy left from the 60-win team, and that's Millsap. You know, everybody else from that team is gone, which is amazing. In two years, that a 60-win team, you only have one guy left. So, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I don't think they're going to sell off Buck. They won five in a row. They're in first place. The fourth in the East, like I said, there's no reason to trade Millsap right now. I would just write it out and hope you can sign them or, you know, or wait a month to the deadline and see if your, team's still, if your team's still playing good, then you can't do anything, you know. So I'm interested to see if a team like the Knicks still, if they continue to struggle, if they're going to decide to sell, start selling players. That will be another interesting thing to see. Obviously, Carmelo has a no-trade clause, but to me, that's the move for the Knicks. Trade Carmelo, rebuild the right way around Porzingis. Problem is, you know, they don't have to re-sign Rose, but, you know, know his contract's on the books for a couple of years, but that's why they probably wouldn't go in that direction. They probably should have went in that direction a couple of years ago when they could have had Jimmy Butler in a first-rounder for Carmelo. But, hey, it is what it is. Knicks have talent. They're just not playing their defense. They just don't play good defense. But, Last night was a good win for them, so give them some credit for that, breaking a six-game losing streak. And we're going to hit the phone line. Magic Mike, what's going on? What is going on, Anthony? I apologize for before I have, uh, you know, I had so much going on at one time. Um, so I apologize for that. I had to leave the show. Sorry. It's fine. Mm. What's going on, man? All right, so you were talking about basketball, and, and I was uh, I was listening to the end of that segment. You guys all did a great job. So, no, uh, 
yeah, I was listening to what you were just saying about the Knicks. And, uh, you know, I'm very frustrated with this team right now. And, you know, it, it's just it's just something to me. Um, they they just make stupid mistakes. And also, like, like last night's game, I was noticing they can't run with the young teams. The young teams are blowing them out on the boards. Uh, you know, they barely yeah, won yeah, last night's right. game. And, and you're 100% right with what you with what you with what you said. You said you said you know you're going to give the Knicks a win. You know they they broke out a uh, what do you call it? they broke out a um, six losing uh, game losing streak. Thank God they did that. Um, but I just I just don't see I don't know. I mean the Knicks have to get their stuff together. And then you say you know you know get rid of Melo. You know, Melo's a hard, uh, a high score. You know, a high scorer. You know, I mean, he's he's doing you know what he could do. I mean, but yeah, but it's not I, working. Sorry again, right? But it's not working. If we, with sorry they again. Get, if they could build, if they could rebuild the right way around. Listen, now they're mm-hmm. not gonna because they have Rose and Noah. I was talking before this year; they probably should have did it. Right. But right. The problem for them is they they added all these players: Rose, Noah. You know. Uh, Lee, right? They added these players, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still got the same record they had last year at this time. <laughs> but you would have thought they would have been marginally better at this point, right? You would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that yeah, to me is yes. The troubling part, right? You know? And I agree. And listen, I agree a hundred percent. I'm all about that, and I agree. I agree with you. But uh, you know, and also, you know, over the past, you know, five or six games, even when they played the Hawks. Too and I, you know, I'm just sitting there and Jeff Hornacek is, you know, he he gets so heated when when he's supposed to and he's such a good coach and I like Jeff Hornacek I liked him when he was a player yeah, I, I think Jeff Hornacek's a good coach I, I think that was a good hire for them I don't think he's you know, pro- he's a problem for them at all I I I think that I think the problem with them is is that they they you know they're just playing stupid they're playing stupid. If I could use that term, they're playing. They're not playing intelligent basketball. They're not. They're 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 making. You know, they're getting penalties. You know, fouls are always coming up. Uh, you know, Noah's always making fouls now. Um, the 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 rebounding sometimes is horrible. They're just not. They're just not coming. They're just not making sense. The defense is horrible, and they need to come together. And they need to show us the right package. Listen, you could put all the men on the team, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that have to show us what they're going to do. They got to make their free throws. They got to shoot the three pointers. They got to take, you know, they got to go into the paint. That's that's my point to the whole thing. Um, I I definitely think though that adding all those players and putting the players together, that's the biggest um, thing, and then the players performing. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, at this point, I mean, you've got to look at the Phil Jackson uh, era has, has not been good. It's been a disappointment, actually, for the Knicks. You know? So, hopefully, they still got a couple of years to hopefully change that. Right. You know, but up to this point, it hasn't been. It hasn't no, worked and, and, out. Sorry, go ahead. You know, the way they – it hasn't worked out the way they thought. And Phil Jackson's getting paid a lot of money to do yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, but you know what, though? Again, Phil Jackson's making the calls at the owner. Again, it all goes back to the owner and Phil Jackson. And he's trying to, you know, what they're trying to make moves. 
that they think is sensible and and they think is they think is right. I mean, listen, I I'm I agree with a lot of the moves that the Knicks have made. And again, over the years, the Knicks have made stupid stupid moves. We and we know this. You know what I'm saying? Giving Allen Houston all that money. You know, um, what do you call it? That was stupid. Um, you know, the 1999 uh, Francois Botha, Botha, I always call him Francois Botha, whatever that so guy's boxer. name is. The boxer, Francois Botha. Yeah, who was the guy, though, that we got in 99, um, that, big, that big center? Oh, uh, uh, what was his name? I know who you're talking about, so. Yeah, and now, and, and I wanted, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, and, and I was screaming on WFAN. I was calling up saying, I cannot believe we got that big stiff, and look at how that turned out. You know, and, <laughs> and just like like anybody, you go back in your franchise history, and you, you look at, and you know it, Anthony, you're a sports guy like I am. Um, you know, but, but I'm just saying, from what I've been seeing lately, the Knicks are not playing like the Knicks should. And, and, and it's sad because the Knicks have the talent behind them. They got the, they, they have it. And it just lately you look at, at these games and you're like, they should have won this game. Maybe they should have did, did this a little better. I mean, you know, you look at the stretch that they just came off of. I mean, let's talk Christmas Day, you know, one, you know 119 to 114. The Knicks could have won that game, you know. And then they played Atlanta. The Knicks could have also won that game, and and uh, Atlanta beat them 102 to 98. And then you look at New Orleans, and then you go down, and then uh, and then it's like, you know, and then it, there's and then and then you're like, wow, what the hell is going on with the Knicks? And then they they beat the mat, you know, they get beaten by the Magic, then the Bucks, and they won last night, which which again was a good win for the Knicks, but. They got They have a lot. They have a lot to show us, and uh, unfortunately, I mean, do they make the playoffs? I can't say right at this point. But yeah, it, I, don't it think, just, I don't think they're gonna make. I mean, they have well, a shot. Listen, I, I was know, gonna say yeah. I, I was gonna say you could say that, because um, you know, again, you're not invested with the team sometimes. But I'm just saying, I think it's too. For me, I think it's too soon to say whether they make the playoffs or or. Um, or not, or not. I mean, that's that's how I look at it. Yeah, no, I agree. But we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how the next month before the trade deadline plays out around the league. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks do something to do a shakeup. Uh, you know, um, it just. Aren't they uh, interested in PJ Tucker, who's a good defensive player on Phoenix? He's like a gritty defensive guy, big yeah. forward. Well, that's what the Knicks like, need, too. The, the Knicks need the defenders. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, the guys I like on the Knicks, I could tell you who I like on the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony, obviously. I'm a big Carmelo fan. Um, Porzingis, Derek Rose, uh, Courtney Lee, Kyle O'Quinn I like a lot. Uh, Noah I like, but, again, Noah could – Noah does stupid things with his temper. I mean, a lot of players do, but Noah's just like such a hothead. Um, I, you know, I, I like Plumley. I think Plumley. I, I like him. I mean, I like these guys. But again, it's all like you said. It's all how you use them. Holiday's good too. Jennings, I like him. I mean, I, I just see, I just see these, these little things. I mean, again, Carmelo Anthony's doing what he could do. 
and and I definitely appreciate everything that he does for the Knicks. A lot of times, I mean, he got thrown out of games. He's he's a hothead too. But at the end of the day, but well, that game against the Hawks, he he should have got thrown out. That was bad. He, he punched the guy. Yeah, that was. And, and what's his name went bonkers. Wow, Hornacek went ballistic. Yeah, Hornacek, Hornacek went. I, I thought Hornacek would have had a big be re, At least revived. For his player, although his player was yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, right. For. Yeah, well, and I agree with you. His player was wrong. I mean, there was there was stuff going on there, and and, and you're right. But my goodness, it's just it was like holy, you know. But yeah, I I just see I just see so much. Um, I just see so much out. You know who? You know what's funny? And this is this may sound crazy, but Latrell Sprewell and Latrell Sprewell was one of was was such a good Nick. And Carmelo reminds me a lot of Latrell because Latrell used to, I, you know, Latrell had a bad reputation of co- of choking coaches and stuff. And but when Latrell came to New York, it was like Latrell was just on was just on fire. And to me, Carmelo, in in that in that sense, Carmelo reminds me a lot of Latrell. And you know, Carmelo can't put the put the Knicks on his back. But you know what? I've seen Carmelo you know, blow past three defenders to go get a, you know, a, you know, make basket in the paint. I've seen him take threes. I've seen him, I mean, I'm not saying he's Superman, but I'm saying for my team, Carmelo was, the, you know, Sprewell was the same way and Carmelo was the same way as Sprewell was. And check this, and check this out, Van Gundy never got choked out by, by Van Gundy never got choked out by Sprewell. He just got choked out by Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But but that's yeah. Well, I, mean, I think Carmelo. Sorry, Yeah, no. Listen, Carmelo is an awesome player. He's a, a great, one of the best scorers in the league. I think for the Knicks, the direction they were going in, I think by the time they're ready to be good, Carmelo's going to probably beat thirty-five, thirty-six at that point. Right. Like one time, you know, I think they should have built around Porzingis the right way from the beginning. Right. But listen, they want obviously you also they you know they got to draw fans. They want to sell tickets. You know, even though the Knicks sell out, no matter who's on the court, and in New York, yeah, I, I can't even get a town. ticket to. I can't even get a cheap ticket for the Knicks. You know, I I'm a yeah. big Knicks fan, and I want to go to a Knicks game, and I can't even, you know. And then all my friends are like, yeah. "Oh, we're going yeah. to the Knicks game." I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking for like a cheap, you know, because I, I used to I used to go to the Knicks games. Like I said, I worked for Merrill Lynch, so I used to get my tickets for free. Uh, well, not for free. I mean, I you know, I used to work for it like everybody else, and you know, and that was the way I used to go to the games. And by by that time, you know, it was just like, wow. You know, it was like the Knicks were rebuilding. You know, it just all goes back to, to what you were talking about. I, I agree. I agree with you on a lot of points. Building around Porzingis, you know, and Rose. And that's another thing. Maybe we have too much talent, you know, that, that, that where these guys fit in. But what I think... Jeff Hornacek should definitely do is I think we need more guys. I think they need to work on more blocking drills and more stuff like that because they're going to get, you know, they're going to get shot out of the water. And, of course, like last night they were running with the Bucks and the Bucks are beating them every time because the Bucks are younger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, but that's that's how I look at it about the Knicks. But again, uh, you know, I mean, listen, you know, 
tonight they're playing tonight. They they have tonight they're playing um, in Indianapolis tonight. So yeah. uh, I don't know if I'm gonna watch the game on replay because that's what I've been doing lately. I've been having to watch my games on replay. But again, at the end of the day, Anthony, and you know this, I'm a big sports fan. I'll be drinking out of my Knicks coffee coffee mug just like I have a coffee mug for every one of my uh, my my teams. Uh-huh. Um, so, so yeah, so, and you were saying about the snow. I mean, I hope everybody went out there and they got their 20,000 eggs and their 20,000 milks and, you know, everybody yeah, was scrambling. Really. And, 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 you People know, and, and the one thing that I'm happy about, Anthony, is I got to, I get, I get, you know, we, I get the WWE Network or I get the football games and I'm, you know, all stocked up in my house and I'm happy about it. Um, but I, you know what's funny? I didn't even get to wish you a happy new year, and I would love to do that. Happy new year to you and Thank to you. our family, Thank man. You, you know, our, to totally you and your driven, family. our totally driven family is, yes. is is starting. We're starting to come together. I mean, we're doing so much things. We're 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 now we're now you know taking it live with the whole band thing, which is uh, yeah. which is so which is so cool. That Bay, you know, Bay Rackney, you know, is, is really, you know, pushing this whole network together, and, you know, and I made a year, thank God, on this net. I made a year with this network because I believe in Totally Driven Radio, and I know you, uh, you do too. I'm coming up um, on a year soon. Next you know, month, February, will be my year soon. February. Yeah, it's so it's so funny, but I just wanted to uh, read this out. Totally Driven Radio presents a night of stripe. Down rock and roll with uh, with March twenty second uh, with March twenty second making his Philly debut crazy Rob Kyle of the compulsion of, of Carlisle I should say of the compulsions um, this all goes down March third uh, doors eight p.m. Showtime nine eight dollars cover at the Tusk four thirty South Street above Woolly and Mammoth. Um, and this is in the Philadelphia area, so if you're in the Philadelphia area. But also go to www.tollydrivenradio.com, and that's, what, and that's, uh, that's how you'll, you'll be able to find all that out. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm so excited, you know, to be with this uh, network. And uh, for everybody that was interested in what's going on with my show, my show right now is going to be – I'm going to – I'm gonna be taping. I'm gonna be just live gonna when I about that. What's going on with the What's going on with pro wrestling now? Well, pro wrestling now. I'm I'm actually. Well, I had to go to the Yoda. I I refer to Bay as Yoda as my Yoda, even huh. though Bay Bay doesn't talk backwards. But but you know sometimes I go backwards. But anyway, um, pro <laughs> wrestling now. Pro wrestling now is going to be taped. It's going to be live. It's gonna be. This is gonna be bigger, better better. And the reason, and everybody's been asking me that reason. Anthony, do you want to know the reason why I'm, I'm calling it Bigger, Better, Better? Yes. WrestleMania 30. I mean, I'm sorry, WrestleMania 3. 30 years, Mr. Mojo, 30 years ago, we had Bigger, Better, Better. We had WrestleMania 3 in the Pontiac Silverdome. Not where Hogan said it was, but anyway, that's where it was. Pontiac Silverdome. Anthony, that was the best for me as a wrestling fan. I don't know if it was for you, buddy. And, and, and you know, we're going to talk about that. But that right there, Hogan, Andre, Steamboat, 
Savage, or that whole undercard, that whole day. I remember it was like yesterday, and I remember Piper's Pit, too, like it was yesterday. And this is, that's why in my year this year, it's going to be bigger, better, better. But when I mean better, I mean the good band. Hello? Yep, what happened? No, I don't know what happened there. Keep going, keep talking. Oh, no, so so that's what I was saying. It's going to be bigger, better, better, because this is going to, and this is going to be the good, bad, not the bad, bad, because, you know, my personal life, everybody knows it already with my dad, and, and I spent Christmas Day in the hospital with him, and I spent uh, New Year's here with him, getting him better and, and getting him all set up and stuff. So I'm just focused on, you know, wrestling. I'm focused on my life. I'm focused on this show and my family. And I'm, I'm, you know, I want to get the interviews this year that I, I have to talk to. You know, I want to go to some of the independent shows again and start getting the, ta- the top talent. And I've met with, uh, you know, I've met with Cody Rhodes. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I've talked to Cody, you know. That's good. That's nice. That's I talked big, to Cody uh, Rhodes. I was out there with Cody, me, Cody, Brandy. We went to Pro Wrestling Magic, which is a great organization and independent. They're bringing in a lot of talent. Leo Rush is another kid I've been talking about. I've been talking to Leo, and I got to meet Leo, and he's a great guy. Um, you know, so I'm trying to get all the independence. Plus, I'm also branching out, and and I have a and I have a uh, a show coming up where I'm going to be. It's going to be called like Mike Magic Mike's Entertainment, um, and it's and I'm going to have somebody from the, that side of it. So I'm trying to put this whole. Um, thing together. But I definitely want to have you as as a guest on my on my show. Um yeah, no, this way I could delve I into I could Just I could, we could talk about right, we could talk about your we could talk about your life, you know, you know, all that stuff, sports, wrestling, me- memories that you remember and we could tie it in, you know? Definitely. That sounds good. Just let me know when. You know, um, I, you know, whenever, yeah, I'll message you, I'll text you this way. It'll, and it's so funny before when you were talking to Joe Brown about, I didn't realize, like, you know, all, all those guys obviously are your friends, but I didn't realize that Joe Brown was with you that night. It's just such a coincidence. You know, yeah, I, okay. I got to find that, uh, I, I, and, I, and, I'm gonna, and I'm going to be putting, uh, I'm going to be putting some more um, clips stuff of my stuff from YouTube. I have um, some matches and my debut, actually, yeah, my, my debut uh, is coming up when I first uh, actually debuted on the first BWO uh, card. So that's uh, January 20, yeah, January 16th to be exact, because it was always, or January 21st, it was always the third Saturday. And uh, that's uh, of the month. Then that's a, that's a big time for me. As a wrestling fan, my hope and dream was to always be in the business, and I got a chance to go. You know, and everybody asked me, did you want to go far? You know what, Anthony, as long as I made friends and I had the experience, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I agree. Let me ask you a question. How are you liking wrestling these days, by the way? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. you, What's your feeling on the state of the WWE right now? How do you you smack down Raw? How do you like the SmackDown Raw split? Um, What do you think? You you know what's so funny? And and this is the God's honest truth. The The brand extension, it always hurt me. Because, you know, I have so many, I'm, I'm, a fan of so, I'm a fan of so many, 
I'm a fan of so many different wrestlers. And I used to always be Monday Night Raw because I'll just just say it because of Triple H. But there's so much other talent going on, and there's so much going on that it's just crazy. Um, I actually had tickets. This is the first year, by the way, in four years that I had to miss the, the show. I bought a show for the Monday night. And my dad was in the hospital, and I was with them. So, and my friends were texting me, "Where are you? Are you coming to the show?" And of course, I couldn't make it. But I watched Monday Night Raw, and some of the sh- stuff that I'm seeing, it's pretty cool. I mean, I like I like Braun Stro- I like Braun Strowman, you know, versus Sami Zayn. But then it reminds me of Mike Knox. Do you remember Mike Knox? Yeah, I remember him. Remember when Mike Knox used to go crazy and be a bully and, and beat up yeah. Mysterio? Listen, I hope that there's a payoff to this. What I really want to see, which I'm not going to see probably because Mick Foley can hardly walk, walk. I would love to see Mick Foley, um, you know, go up against Braun Strowman, you know. And it's just uh, we're seeing more and more emotions. Out of the out of the whole what deal? What do you but, think? Um, of, uh, I don't know. I I, I like I like this whole I like this whole idea and this whole plan um, with it. What do you think of the whole Goldberg and Reigns double spearing Strowman the other night? I thought that was great. I thought that was the way to say, you know, you got my endorsement, kid. Um, you know Goldberg. You know, double spear. I mean, listen, Goldberg and and Reigns double spearing it was a way for Goldberg to say, you know, I'm going to try to help this kid get over. I think, I think, and and in the people's minds, no matter what they do, and I'm sorry, okay, no matter what they do for Roman Reigns, they they'll never they'll never get the fans to really really like him. So what I would do if I was WWE, I would just turn him heel, just like John Cena. See, John Cena will never be liked either, no matter what Cena does. And Cena's good. I mean, I like Cena. You know, people go, why are you a Cena fan? Because I like his 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 style, his never give up attitude. And his, but Roman Reigns, I mean listen, they they changed how Roman did from the crowd. My whole thing is that too. They should have came up with another way to change Roman Reigns. Um, but to answer your question, that's the, that's the whole answer. I, I, actually, sorry, I don't mean to go on, but that's the that's the whole uh, that's the whole answer. Yeah, I, I heard a rumor that they're going to turn Cena heel with Nikki Bella, and they're going to be like a t- on the same team and be heels. I heard. Well, that's a that's a rumor that's been happening for a while now. Um, you know, that's a rumor that I've been uh, hearing. Here's another thing that that uh, that annoys me, and maybe it annoys me because you know when I talk to Smith, you know Smith Hart and I, he still does the show by uh, by the way, but we're you know he's been sick and I'm trying to get him back. Um, I'm very technical in my wrestling. When I watch wrestling, like Neville, okay, Neville turned heel, right? Yeah, and it's okay. I like his character better now. Right, but what's missing about the character? What do you mean, what's missing? Well, when you, when Neville comes out to the ring, right? What do yeah. what kind of music do do we hear? This is old music, right? So exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do you remember when? Do you remember when Rikishi? Do you remember Rikishi? Right, everybody knows Rikishi, right? 
Yeah. Remember when he remember when he he decided to to turn when they made him heal and he said I did it for the Rock. What are we here after, right? I'm a bad man. Uh, he changed his theme music, and people were like, "Holy you know, shit!" Not... Hello? Yeah, I'm here. And people were like, I'm sorry, "Holy crap!" I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to drop the S bomb. And people were like, "Holy crap!" You know, it's just like when when you when heels change their music and they become very he, uh, heelish. It's like you know, and 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 have the attitude. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like holy, holy cow. I mean, maybe maybe you know maybe that would be a part of it. Um, just like Natalia, where people didn't realize Natalia can be really heelish. Sometimes you have to do heelish things. I mean, and and it goes back to when you and I were watching wrestling in the 80s and the 90s. Like when when Tugboat turned on uh, when Tugboat went and turned into Typhoon, Tugboat was like a whole different person. He was a Typhoon. He was a monster, and people knew yeah. him. You know, so it was believable. But today, the, the fans of the fans in wrestling, some of the internet fans, they they they're not happy with the product. They're not happy with what they're seeing. They want everything to be their way, that way, this way. Yeah, well, those people. I, if you don't like ahead. it, don't watch it. You know, it's all, it's, it's, it's all, it's, you know, you got to take it for what it is and mm-hmm. just enjoy it. I mean, right. You know, I mean, and, and this is they, where, they, they, where they cling on this certain where, wrestlers sorry, and they just ahead. want certain wrestlers to win all the time, you know, certain right. people. They want their just, guys, right. They want their guys, just like in Philadelphia when I was there, because I was there for the Rumble, they wanted Daniel Bryan to win and they didn't want Roman Reigns. Yeah win, and it seems like no matter what Roman Reigns does, you know, the fans are going to say, you know, we don't like you. I mean, that's the sad part about it. I remember I remember when Rocky Maivia, The Rock, I remember when he came in, and I remember them saying, die, Rocky, die, and they were very mean to Rocky yeah. Maivia, and he was, you know, and then when they made, when they turned him heel, because, you know, he came out on an edition of Monday Night Raw, it was like, now they're going the rock, but then again, they're behind the rock. Same thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin was doing such vile things, and <laughs> and that was part of the attitude ever. But I'm just saying he was doing the most vile yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Even Jake the Snake Roberts was doing. He 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 had a snake bite Macho Man Randy Savage. He smacked Miss Elizabeth in the face. Um, that was the whole key to it. Now it just seems it just seems wrestling today is. They, they they have to do something, but I do like the way the WWE is going about it. I like how that that they're giving us more content um and stuff, and then also to switch gears one second, and then you can take over. I just wanted to let everybody know that the other day I was watching Japan New Japan Wrestling, and they had their Wrestle Kingdom. Billy Gunn was in like they do like a surprise Royal Rumble, and Billy Gunn was in the Royal Rumble, and Billy Gunn at 53 years old, Anthony, he looks great. Yeah, he, you know, and he 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 makes appearances sometimes on Raw. You know, every once in a while he would. Well, he's done. Yeah, well, Billy Gunn is Billy Gunn used to, but Billy Gunn and the WWE are no more. Now Billy Gunn is doing independent wrestling, and I got to meet Billy at um I got to meet him for big time wrestling promotion, and Billy and I and Billy Gunn and I is another guy that I'm trying to get on my show because we were talking because he 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 you know he really took to me which I was happy about, um, you know, because I, I spoke 
with Billy. But Billy's now doing he, – he's, he's over in New Japan, and he, and he wrestles for uh, Antonio Inoki over at New Japan. And Scott Norton is another guy. Dude, he looks outrageous. He looks great, you know? And it's like – and and it's like they're still they're still yeah, doing their, they're still doing their stuff, but but that's but right now as of right now though the the the, the, the uh, as they say Billy Gunn's on the outs with WWE um, with WWE yeah. and actually New Japan Wrestling has commentators um, Kelly and we know and Carino and Kevin Kelly and Carino everybody knows them from ROH they have a good working relationship with uh, New Japan Wrestling. And when, when Billy Gunn came out to do the whole shtick, Carino said the lines that Road Dog says. And he says, no, that's that other guy. You know, this is Billy Gunn, you know. And it's just like, you know, because Billy did the I got two words for you. And it was just so funny how now they're, you know, of course they're all in competition, so they're all trying to break each other down. But I think the, I, I think the biggest Thing. And I wanted to ask you this because you're a wrestling guy like me. What did you, what did you think about Goldberg Brock in a minute? I didn't like it, but I think I know why they did it. They didn't want Goldberg to take a pounding in the match. They can get suplexed around the ring mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think that had part of it. And supposedly, from what mm-hmm. I read, that was Goldberg's idea. I mean, uh. Lesnar's idea to lose like that. So if that's right. the case, then, you know, he's doing something. I think right. it's all set up for Lesnar to beat him at WrestleMania and get right. a little revenge back. Yes. But what do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? Well, that, you know, leading up to the Royal Rumble, I mean, we're, we're, so, we're, we're so away from it, really. I mean, but I was going to say the reason why I thought was I thought – that way, and I heard and I read the same thing. It was Lesnar's idea, but what I was thinking was the reason. You know, now they gotta, and people were like, "Oh, does this make Brock, you know, look weak?" No, it doesn't make him look weak. You know what it makes me think? In Brock Lesnar's defense, he could come out and say, "I wasn't ready. You called me off guard. You called me off guard. I what? I underestimated you. You know what I'm saying?" So when 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 people a crap, I'll say, all over our product, the wrestling business. I'll say, you know what? This is the best. This is the best idea. Because now, what's going to happen in the Royal Rumble? You know, we just like in 2004. You probably remember what happened, right, in the Royal Rumble when when Brock did their first encounter, and then yeah. and then Brock screwed Goldberg out of it, and then Goldberg went on no way out, and Eddie Guerrero won the title, and then they had that match. At WrestleMania, which was the worst match in history, because both men were leaving the company, and the only guy that was great in that was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think now they're older, they're wiser, they know what they have to do. I think you're right, Anthony. I think leading up from the Royal Rumble, that match is going to be that match is going to be unbelievable because we got to watch out for Goldberg, and and who wins the Royal Rumble? I can't answer that right now. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's there's so much talent. Um, and then Seth Rollins, I think he's going to get screwed out of the Royal Rumble because I think Triple H is coming for him. Yeah, oh, that's definitely a WrestleMania match. So what do you yeah. think about WrestleMania matches so far? If you have in your in your hearts of hearts, 
right now, I know we're, we're going to jump a little bit, but if, if you have to go for yeah, WrestleMania. we're actually coming up on one, so we only got a couple of minutes, so let's just break oh, through Oh, I'm sorry. There. I didn't mean to take over your yeah. whole show, buddy. No, 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 no. Just, I'm coming up on 1 o'clock. Yeah, so no, I, yeah, I, I really see that. I'm minutes, sorry. But, if, you have, if you have more, but, uh, I was going to say, yeah, if you have so more call, I mean, you're like, looking at Goldberg-Lesnar rematch, and then you're looking at a, maybe a Rollins versus uh, Triple H. I heard Not Shaq a maybe. The Big that match show. is going to happen. And Shaq versus Big Show, I heard, is going to happen. Who? Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal versus The Big Show is going to happen. What, what the hell is oh, wait a minute. Well, oh, because it's a... Why? Because he's in Orlando. Oh God, really? Remember last year they ran, they had it out. They, they you know they they butted heads on in WrestleMania last year. That's so now right. this year they're gonna have a match. Oh God. Uh, oh, and then goodness. I'm hearing Roman Reigns might be fighting Braun Strowman now. The WrestleMania and Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho possibly. Yeah, that that makes uh that makes a lot of um that makes a lot of sense uh. Oh what now now look at this. Goldberg versus the Undertaker. Five three matches for Goldberg. And that's another thing. Who the Undertaker's coming back Monday night with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I think the Undertaker's gonna fight Cena at WrestleMania. That's what listen, that's what they're saying. You know who I would like in the fight, but that's never gonna happen. Oh. <laughs> I spoke to Sting. You know Sting? Everybody remembers Hall of Famer Sting. I yeah. spoke to Sting, and I asked Sting, flat out to his face, I said, Sting, tell me, you and The Undertaker at this year's WrestleMania, and you know what he said to me? You never know. That's what he said. Now, that's all he said to me. He said to me, he got you never know. And that's it. But I would like to see I would like to see Sting wrestle Undertaker, but um, I think for that to happen, so maybe that's what this whole deal is. For that to happen, I think you're right, Anthony. Cena would finally have to turn heel. Um, but but yeah. Undertaker, Undertaker versus listen, Undertaker versus Undertaker versus um, what do you call Cena would be a really good thing. And you know what? Stick Nikki in. Yeah, that would be good. Stick Nikki in John's corner. Um, because I wonder what's going to happen with that whole deal now because they're they're doing the I whole. I like think you know, he's a bad guy anyway. Me too. I like her as a heel, as a heel as well. I mean, that's a that's a good i that's a good idea. But you know, we have so much leading up to uh, we have so much leading up to the, the to the Royal Rumble, and we have so much wrestling that's going to be you know so much to go on with wrestling. We could talk about it for hours, you know that. But anyway, yeah, Anthony, I just wanted to uh, to tell you, buddy, that I appreciate you know you giving me the the time to talk about the Knicks to talk about wrestling, to talk about, um, you know, football, you know. Yeah, of course. It's just, it's just one of those, uh, it's just one of those things uh, that we like to do, you know. I mean, and, and you, of course, man, I don't know why the hell you're not on the regular radio, but I'm glad you're here with us because you're, you're you know, you're, uh, what do you call it, you're the driving force to this uh, station. You're the key. You're here on Saturdays. You're talking sports with everybody, and you're doing a great job. Thank you, my man. You know, you're doing and, a great uh, job. And, um, your and, uh, show. You know what? This is going to be our year for Foley Driven Radio you. Entertainment. I look forward to doing the interview with you. Yeah, I, I look forward to I, I will shoot you a message, and then we will coordinate a, a time, because now, like I said, I'm going to tape it. So 
we could do it that I could do it that way, and then I'll, and then uh, I'll put it on demand for everybody, or I'll set it up something like that probably, because um, right now I don't have a uh, a schedule, you know, because yeah. I'm not going to be doing live for a little bit until I know I can, but you know I'm gonna I'm still with the network. A lot of people were messaging me by the way asking me if I'm still with this network. I am. I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes. I want my hands. I actually want my hands in everything. I want to learn how to edit. I want to learn how to produce. I want to learn how to do everything, take, you know, live, because I want to get better at my game. And then, you know, of course, the broadcasting game. But that's my plan. So Magic Mike is not going anywhere. I'm with Totally Driven Radio. I love everybody on this station. And Mr. Mojo, you'll be hearing from me. We'll do an interview. And it's going to be, and I promise you, it's going to be a great interview because you're a great person. Thank you, my man. Enjoy the you know, show. Give today. my regards to Mrs. Mojo and tell her why to Jay. Hi, I love his scarves, by the way. Don't you love his scarves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the scarf kind of a kind of a, a, a mood, you know. But uh, I'll That's talk to you later. All right, man. Mike, go, thanks go, for calling, uh, man. Good luck, with, uh, good luck with Miami and good luck with the thank Hawks you. and, uh, you know, and all that other good stuff. All right, buddy? Have a good day. Right, thank man. you for have having me again on the show. You got it. You all right, man. It. Bye-bye. All right. You got it. Magic Mike calling in. Spoken a variety of stuff. Good segment. Thank you. And uh, great show. I mean, here we are. We're at 1 o'clock. Great show today. Got a lot, a lot of football. We had a lot of great guests today. TDV. Alan, Aldridge, Dudu Brown, Magic Mike. You know, we had a great Padman earlier. We had a great, a lot of great calls today. We did a lot of stuff, covered a lot of football. First couple hours, we did a lot of NFL playoffs. It was awesome. Great job by everybody who called in. Thank you. And, uh, you know, now here we are. It's a snowy day. I guess you could go out now and uh, shovel because that's what I'm going to do right after this. I'm going to have to go shovel out my driveway and my car. And, uh, that's it. See what's going on. Maybe go to the store or something, get some snack, get something to eat, and, and that's it. So there, my wife's sick today, so hopefully she's going to feel better today. She has stomach virus. Hopefully she gets better, and uh, and that, that's it. So everybody, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, thanks for everybody listening. And uh, next week we'll be back with more NFL. We'll recap tomorrow's games, and then we'll. Uh, We'll set up the stage for the divisional round next week, and we'll see who's going to be advancing. So, everybody, again, enjoy your weekend, and I'll see everybody next week.